Well, that was good luck. You could have you should have done that. That would have been better. Do you know what that was? It was the thing. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, good. I, I mean, I already, sure that you watched this. I already have a lot of context clues <laughs> for yeah. why it would be the thing. Yeah, but so you didn't do it right. You didn't say "dead last" a single time. It's supposed to be. You're supposed to be doing a theme song. That's not. Um, I was just more as an homage to Ennio Morricone's score. I mean, it's okay. I guess. You can just well you can why don't you sing next time because you didn't do it last no, time. I don't want to so get let's... berated every time. We're gonna have to figure yeah. out a, a system so we can get some consistency and check. Maybe here. we'll force the guests to sing every time. Oh, that's not bad. I think yeah. that would be fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you want to be on the podcast? Yeah. Like yeah. you got to pay the price. And we don't tell them until the second we start recording. Yeah, yeah. We also make them give us money. Mm. Fantastic idea. I think it's a good model. All right. But anyways, I'm uh I'm Brandon Valley. This is my podcast, and. uh this is my guest who's on every time, Luke, <laughs> Luke Beeman. How's it going? Great. Thanks for having me back, buddy. It's always a pleasure. I can't seem to shake you. Your podcast is one of my favorites. Thank you. I can't, I can't quit you. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? If you'll have me, I'll be back again. As they say. How are you doing? I'm doing good. <clears throat> um, you know, it's a little bit before Christmas. It uh, comes once a year. Um, that's my favorite thing about it. Um, that's all I really have to say about that. How, how about you? I'm sick. Right on. I'm sick again. Um, I have a Santa hat with Shrek ears attached to it. Yeah. I'm feeling festive. I mean, this will come out in January, but yeah. we're in the midst of the holiday hell right now. Yeah. You know? It was a year ago on the, um, was it the Christmas episode last year where you were sick? It was the the Winehouse. The Winehouse episode. Oh, with, okay, with... um. I was like delirious and yelling about Max Landis. Right. And that hasn't ended. Yeah. Oh, well, new year, new goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we just put out the episode with the mummy, Sam first, the last episode. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of, it was a good one. We got a, we got quite a double header yeah. for this evening. Have you been up to anything weird lately? Hmm. Um, Besides, we went to watch Spaceballs and that was fun. Yeah, we, yeah, we went with our guest today um, to see... Um, the B movies and burgers night, Spaceballs. That was very fun. Played some pinball after. Met some people that play pinball professionally. They know how to tilt. Yep, they tilted the machine. That was a little bit cheap, but interesting. Yes, yeah, I might say that's cheating, but you know, I don't know who am I to say. I'm not in that world, I guess. Yeah, no, it's. It, I wouldn't know. I mean, I know if HGH is cool and stuff in football, I, I feel like tilting a pinball machine probably isn't that big a deal. Do you think HGH is cool in pinball? Yeah. I think HGH is just cool in general. I it might, I don't know if it's allowed or not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about about that. But it is it, a cool it is, substance. It is sick. It yeah. is sick, yeah. It is, like, sure. cool. Being ripped is sick. I agree. I, I think if you're going to do any type of sport, whether it be eSports or playing video games professionally, mm-hmm. or if you're just, like, someone who collects stamps, I think you should do uh, steroids. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think yeah. you don't – I think it's honestly unfair – to that only people in sports get exposed to steroids. I think it's something, yeah. as a musician, I would love to have it more in my field. I would no. love to, when I go backstage after a show, if more people are doing steroids. Yeah. Or Imagine any you kind of playing bass, except looking like Tim Capullo from The Lost Boys. Mm. Like when he play, just like holds that saxophone with one hand, he's oh, ripped and he's yeah. all wet. Yeah. Just imagine that was you. You know Fuck. what I mean? Just playing that bass, just one-handing it. You've got no strap. You're just like about to break apart in your yeah. hands. Yeah power yeah i mean that's the goal 
Nice. And I'm kind of fed up at trying to get there the natural way. Yeah, yeah. You so. got to. You got to cheat. Speaking yeah. of cheating, you know who yeah. probably cheats at stuff? Who? Is our guest that we have. Ah, on. fantastic segue. Uh, we have today uh, Mr. Ryan Flaherty on the podcast. Say hello. Talk, talk to us. Hey, guys. First time, long time. Talk, nice. Talking to the mic better. That, oh, that was good. Turn it, turn it more. Yeah, you can turn it. It's yeah. a little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Hey, that's better. That? Yeah, that's yeah. better, man. Good. Here I am. It's probably fine good. before, but I just wanted yeah. to create the power dynamic of the podcast. So you can, feel good about it. Yeah. It's important to it's Brandon a, to yeah. do that. You can really smell the mic now. Yes. Good. I like to alpha dog all our guests. Thank you. Yeah. It's not a compliment. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. All right. There we go. Now we're talking. All right. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I need. That's what Papa needs. So um, it, it's good to have uh, our friend Ryan Flaherty on here. So listener to the show. We've talked about having you on for a while. Thank you. Um, somewhat of a whore aficionado. Did you say whore? Um, no, I didn't. Well, oh, okay. A little, bit, little bit of both. It sounded like you said that. Yeah, I just had some experiences. Yeah, okay. My mom doesn't listen to this, so we're Okay, good. well, yeah, it's fine. Well, mine does, oh. so uh, let's try yeah. and keep things uh, <laughs> you know, casual here. Uh, horror. And yeah. Sorry, Ms. Beeman. I didn't say it. Your son did. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess I can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so w- w- I'm going to ask what Brandon usually asks, um, all of our guests, um, how are you? Wait, do you ask that or what do you, no, uh, you say, what's your background? Can I have some money? Can I have money? Yeah. You say, ask him. Can we have money? Yeah. Yes. And can you give us a, your background in horror movies? Okay. Two. How am I? Bad. Yeah. Background on horror. Um, uh, liked it since a wee lad. Mm-hmm. I think I was just terrified of it. Um, when I was little, and then I finally exposed, exposed myself a little bit more and more. Kind of had fun with it and uh, learned to laugh at some of the scary things that uh, were creeping in the dark. So it's just a lot of fun for me and uh, yeah, lifelong fan. Nice. L- live, live, laugh, love? No. No? Okay. Not, not so much for him. Not so much for you. Um, you're That's quite fine. a Stephen King aficionado, right? Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Do you have a, a favorite book or a favorite movie based on a book? <sighs> it's really tough. Um, I go way back with him. I think he totally got me into the genre. I just love the way that he creates a character and shows mm. how crazy they go and just everything's so insane. You know, I love that. But uh, favorite probably Pet Cemetery. That's favorite book or favorite movie? Uh, maybe a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Oh, snap. Uh, Sick for books, uh, definitely Pet Cemetery, maybe mm-hmm. Salem's Lot. I'm uh, mm-hmm. about halfway through the Dark Tower journey, and it's going to take me forever. Yeah. But uh, some of those books are really good. Did you watch that movie? It was a piece of shit. Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> I did uh, I turned they, it off like, halfway. really I'm used like... just bits and pieces of the of like each book and then created their own huh. kind of thing. Yeah, Cause the audio book, mm. the first one and I'm like, and I was watching the movie and I'm like, I don't remember it being like this at yeah. all. McConaughey's like, lines were just, Oh, so bad. Yeah. And it wasn't him. It's the writing. Yeah, of course. McConaughey, you know? he's a beast. He, he can, can pull do it whatever off. he wants. He's yeah, perfect. And so, but, is he, um, so is Idris Elba. But you yeah, know, they're yeah. both great. He, he was actually, so it's hard to be like, it, a, like it a just, movie piece of shit. Yeah. It and also he shines. Doesn't the kid shine in it? Is there shining in the, uh, the yeah, dark tower? Yeah, a little okay. bit. Yeah. That's There's just like little the, pieces of, just like the Stephen King universe. The Stephen There's King always universe, little people, pieces. People shine, right? Yeah. There are multiple people. Absolutely. Just like psychic powers, that's kind of like a whole piece yeah. in the same thing. And actually okay. speaking of that, uh, the third one probably would be Dr. Sleep, which was a few right. years ago. That was, and that that, was, that was recently? Sequel within 10 years. Oh. And that's a sequel to The Shining. Right. That's your third favorite? 
book. I, I, it's, yeah? it's a it's a top five. I'd say. Really, I'd say it's a top five. Huh. It's pretty interesting. Have yeah. you have you read it? No, no. Okay, but it's, it's a very interesting story and same characters huh. and it just kind of builds on that. Uh, right. I don't want to get into it to yeah. you know give any spoilers, but yeah. it's definitely worth checking out. I didn't know that it was. I didn't know that there was a sequel to The Shining until doing some research on the movie. But that's yeah. really interesting. Did, they didn't make a movie of Doctor no, Sleep. No, no, but it like just happened like a couple years ago. Yeah, right? it's like, within it's recent, ten, like, maybe five yeah, years ago. Yeah. But it's it's awesome, and I wouldn't be surprised if it did show up as a movie at some point, And I would love that because that'd be the first time I read a book before the movie came yeah, out so right that'd be nice yeah i want to um i'm reading salem's lot i've probably mentioned that on like 11 podcasts it's taken me a while to it <laughs> really <laughs> to taking his time it's yeah good. Taking me too time. though yeah um it's awesome but when i'm done with it uh, and i read it partially in your recommendation yes flarity i was good. asking about some good stephen king to to kind of um to, to to break me in there a bit and uh my Next on the list is The Shining. I want to read yeah. The Shining this yeah. winter. Um, and then I was excited to hear there was a sequel so I can get into definitely something after the book. So mm-hmm. so um, let's not go too deep into uh, spoilers on the book because I haven't read it yet. <laughs> you all right, Brandon? Everyone dies yeah, in no, the end. Just oh. the computer. Don't. I was zoning out. Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. I was man. shining. You were just totally shining, yeah. man. Yeah. Riveting conversation. You're, you, you're drooling here. as well. No, I'm just sick with shine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> moonshining I'm, that's what i'm doing sick tight i'm moonshining it's fine um flarity so have you read the book uh you know i know that i got a little foray into it in middle school but i'm not going to count that okay. i definitely have to reread it but i mm. do know some of the fine points of it okay. and uh yeah yeah okay interesting because yeah, w- one of the things we'll get into is probably just about how stephen king hates the movie yeah wait so uh, you yeah, read the sequel to the book but well because i know the story so well and i know that i read it in like fifth or sixth grade but i don't know if i'm gonna count that right now i think i need to okay would need to reread it to say that i totally know okay it, gotcha, you know gotcha. cover yeah, to cover acceptable man but i mean with the movie and popular culture you know all about the shining okay yep. cool man Hell yeah. Great. So should we uh, get into the feature review discussion here? Uh, Sure. First, I just want to also say that I didn't like Star Wars, and they should feel bad about what they did to me. Uh, it's a spoiler. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we said we weren't going to do Star Wars spoilers. Yeah, we didn't. We're not spoiling it. Now but when I, I say we, it, we'll say that like... the biggest one is that it's not that good. But a lot of people do like it. A yeah. lo- and there are a lot of articles trying to tell me that I'm fucking stupid for not liking it. I bet Luke liked it or will like it, no matter what. I liked I, it. I don't yeah, think I will. Have you seen it? No, not yet. Unrealistic. But by the time off. this yeah, comes but, out, I yeah, will have seen it. Completely unrealistic. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> completely unrealistic. Um, I, I am enjoying how uh, polarizing it is and how it is just kind of splitting every... I just think in, our, in the country right now, what we need is to be divided further. I think um, so. And I think we should all just kind of wield our opinions like pitchforks and just fight and... D- turn our hate towards something one-mindedness right everyone's there. on the same page and i, I think that. yeah i hate that mm. too and i think we need to see um just people arguing over different opinions because it doesn't happen yeah also war we should have war i couldn't but agree like more. inside the, our own country well so that me- leads me to star wars <laughs> yeah oh yeah well, we were already there actually so All i right. think i was left star trackers i mean that. there are kind of like robots starting to like fight. do you see those uh, there's robots in San Francisco that they made to like make homeless people like go away. And they, 
No. I'm not even lying to you. I'll tell you next month. I'll they look. They look. Month. They look so go. stupid. And they keep. They're so. They keep being like pushed over and covered in shit and barbecue sauce. And like one guy like pu- pushed <laughs> into a fountain and one's like totally destroyed. Shit. They're and like barbecue <laughs> sauce. Yeah. Amazing. They're like. They're like these giant. Um, they look like kind of giant like uh, trash cans, like big eggish, wow. uh, white trash. They cans. exist solely. To White shoo away. Cans. Nice. Yes. They have cameras and they're autonomous and they walk around and I don't know how they deter them, but they also like take take uh footage like to see who's like vagrant and stuff like that and they'll like they'll yell at homeless people and stuff. Like like that's how fucked up San Francisco is right now. They Watch have all the they out declared there. war on homeless people with robots. Jesus. It's fucking crazy. Fucking annoying. There crazy. are a lot out there. If you've ever been to San Francisco, it's tough to ignore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean I I do understand that, but I don't think the answer is like maybe put that money into like, I don't know, giving them like homes or helping no, them and some stuff. Like being like no, robots yeah, robots. we should invest in these robots. <laughs> no, like, where do they shoe them yeah. towards like the very, a cattle, uh, cattle the very farm. San Francisco thing to do about it. It really We've is. got a group of uh, homeless people down here. Should we just kinda go and ask them to leave? <laughs> I've got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> developing a prototype animatronic homeless deactivator <laughs> this will cost billions like yeah let's go with that Let, let's amazing. put some of our startup tech money in something I, you, I i've i don't think that's something they do dude you gotta see the pictures they're amazing especially the one that like is in the fountain it's just like i don't know if it got put they don't know that if it got like pushed spooking the homeless yeah or, yeah, or like if it just or it nowhere? just fell in because like there's a set of stairs and then this fountain and it just like went off the edge and just like it's totally just like it's dead <laughs> dead in the water perfect it's wonderful wow um, I will just say about Star Wars that um, I, as a movie, I enjoyed it. Um, I can totally understand why a lot of people don't. Um, it was kind of a bummer about certain things after the Force Awakens. There were things I like would have seen addressed or addressed more that weren't. But as a movie, it, it's a pretty cool movie, and it's pretty dark and delves into some new kind of. I don't want to say brave because that's so stupid, but um, you know, for yeah. like the Star Wars world, it's they introduce some pretty cool concepts and and uh, they get rid of some tropes and do some new shit. So it's definitely gonna piss people off. I want to see it again. Um, yeah, I do too. But I, overall, as a movie, I thought it was was really good. I thought the the score was awesome. Um, and it's like just a Star Wars. I'm not gonna walk out of a Star Wars and be like. Tch stupid yeah i just yeah. can't really even fucking phantom menace i was like whoa yeah <laughs> pod racing like was cool not. when i was 12 like, whether i like it or not i'll be seeing it twice in the theater exactly yeah you know? yeah <laughs> I know. it's there, star wars there's some stuff uh, like I, I think there's a lot of stuff in there that is good that i really liked but there's I, I the way i keep describing it is that there's so much fat on that movie there's so much fucking fat yeah that i could, really could have done without of yeah i wish it was uh, a simpler uh, straightforward uh, storyline that they were just focused on, right. and then uh, and kind of went with that instead. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. See for yourself, everybody. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll spoil it eventually, but not now. We're not going to be total bastards. Yeah, we'll give you till Christmas. Wait till the end of the episode. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, till Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, till the at the end, end of the episode, episode we will um, explain. Can't wait. Everything that happens in the movie. So uh, maybe we you're will. Gonna, sorry, Ryan. You're maybe gonna. we will at the very end. Oh no, you haven't seen it yet, so it's we can't okay. talk about it. All right, never mind. Never mind. Earmuffs. I don't count. Yeah. Not a real human. I was I guess we should. Let's get into it. So to yeah. on this episode, we are doing uh, a winter isolation themed episode with The Shining yeah. and the John Carpenter's The Thing, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I thought this was a yeah very cool idea for an episode uh, in lieu of doing a Christmas horror, which we did last year. Mm. Um, and this is going to come out in January. Yeah. I mean, isolation 
Or snow time, baby. Yeah, yeah. Get, uh, That's what it is. You get said snowed it. in, you know. <laughs> pour yourself a glass of wine. Yeah. Put a fire in the fireplace and listen to Deadlock's podcast while watching pornography. Mm, that sounds nice. Mm. You know what I mean? Brought to you by Akasi Wines. And Pornhub. Right on. Ooh. <laughs> cool. All right, so let's get into it. Let's do The Shining, guys. Okay. The Shining. 1980, directed by Stanley Kubrick, based on the novel by Stephen King. This stars Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance, uh, Shelley Duvall as Wendy Torrance, Danny Lloyd as Danny, Scatman Crothers as Holleran, Dick Holleran, the man Barry Nelson as Ullman, uh, Philip Stone as Grady. You got Joe Turkle as Lloyd. Joe Turkle, huh? What will it be? Scatman Crothers and Joe Turkle. I love the Turkleman. You can't go wrong with any of those people. Ninja Turkles. Ninja <laughs> Turkles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turkles. Hell yeah. Uh, the synopsis here is uh, a family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where an evil spiritual presence influences the father into violence while his psychic son sees horrific forebodings from the past and of the future. Shining. Shining. Uh... Yeah, I guess I'll I'll start this off a little bit. I can I? No, it's gonna you. Oh, um, I think this is probably the most challenging horror movie I've ever watched. Where it's like it's I think it's very strange how many people uh, really love this film. Like, would you say that this is Kubrick's like most popular movie? Oh man, it's so hard to say. I, I don't I don't I, I think two thousand one so? is like his most iconic movie yeah and I want to say that like a Clockwork Orange is almost like in pop culture the most well known yeah Eyes Wide Shut being the sexiest uh, Eyes Wide yeah. Shut is definitely the sexiest yeah um it, it's really tough to say man you look yeah, his body of work is crazy I guess that it is true yeah it's hard to well, those say those three with two thousand those are the three oh, those are the three ones um but just for like how many people really love this movie I think it's very strange because mm. of how challenging I think the movie is. Yeah. Like I think people can really attach to like the the atmosphere of it and how scary it is and like uh you know the performances and stuff like that. But this movie is just like it's a, a giant puzzle. Right. And like the, no matter amount of how many times I've watched it like I still can't it's really hard for me to put my finger on mm-hmm. like on something solid for this movie for what I I think mm-hmm. it means, you know. I like it. I know I like it, but like just understanding this movie, is, I, I think, is re- is a real challenge. Totally. Yeah. I think that might be... That's a good point, but I think that's why people like it, too. I think people yeah. do like a good puzzle, and that's why people love Christopher Nolan, and there are people, as well as there's the popcorn fodder, there's people that like to be challenged by movies, and um, The Shining is definitely that, man. I mean, it is... 
Yeah, I I feel the same way. I for I've always considered it to be in my top ten of all time, as well as horror. And then, but it's like, yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't know what the hell was going on in this. And even now, when I view it, I think I get something different out of it. I think you can get something a lot of different experiences out of this movie. But I think overall, just as a horror movie, I mean, it's flawless for me. You yeah, know? it's incredible. I think there's a lot of people that maybe don't consider themselves horror buffs that would mm-hmm. really latch onto this movie. It's just such a big part of popular culture that everybody knows about it. And but it's an amazing movie. I'm all about it. Yeah. So um, so it's it's based like we said on the Stephen King novel. And um, so the story is that Stephen King stayed at a hotel in Colorado. Was it the Estes Hotel? Estes Hotel. And um, they were like the last fan. He was there with his family, and they were the last people to check out. And so he just got the concept of oh, like a family in an isolated, empty hotel. That's a cool horror movie or horror book in his case. Um, so that's where the kind of concept came. And uh, I heard that he got the title of The Shining from uh, the John Lennon song. Uh, I don't know the name, but the one that we all shine on. Yeah, yeah. I don't shine what? on your crazy diamond. That's not it. That's Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, and we um, all shine on. We all sing it. I think it was technically like a, a band with Yoko Ono in that. Oh, Instant Karma. That's it. Yeah, Instant Karma. Um, so yeah, that's where he got the kind of the name from, the concept, and he'd been writing a or coming up with an idea for a book about a um, a, a little boy with ESP, and he kind of just combined the two plots. Um, but so we're not going to talk too much about the book. This is just about the movie, um, and there's a you know there's talk about obviously Stan, um, Stephen King, who doesn't like a lot of the film releases about his source material. He really was vocal uh, in the press about not liking this one. Um, And just kind of thinking that Stanley Kubrick kind of used the source material to create his own movie. Yeah, I hear they're very different, especially because Stephen King also, uh, for a lot of his movies that get made, he usually has a clause where he gets to write the first draft of the script. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, that doesn't mean really anything, but he did write the first draft. And then, of course, Kubrick doesn't care. But like he he didn't think very highly of the book. Like he liked like the base idea but like he didn't think the book was that great but he thought he could make a really good movie Mm -hmm. uh based on it yeah um um, yeah and uh, so um, so they're talking shit to each other (laughs) right yeah there was and they were talking to each other uh like before the movie i mean like um stanley kubrick did get stephen king's blessing to write it but stephen king i i think he's just kind of he has an issue with wanting to be too hands-on with his with the with his you know, with his material. And I, I, I can understand that, but he was really against Jack Nicholson getting cast and all. And it's just like, man, you look at it now, there's nobody else who could have starred in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think it, it, it like, thank God that Kubrick just did his own vision with this. Yeah, like I mentioned, like Jack really does root. Jack really does the, uh, like craziness oh, better yeah. than anyone else could. So totally. And that's what man. Stephen King said. He said he wanted somebody more straight, like more of a straight man, to, so it's more apparent that he kind of loses it as the movie goes on, and what he was saying is Jack Nicholson already had, you know, a bit of a tendency, a reputation to kind of be crazy on screen. He but is already kind of menacing. He kind of is the whole movie, the yeah. Beginning. So I can I kind of understand that. But because they all, after watching it this time, I was trying to figure out. There's this weird thing of the way they all talk for the first like half of this movie, like the the. They talk kind of like in the rhythm 
of like having like a transatlantic accent. It was like, uh, like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know about that. And Everything's like so for Scamming Crothers and yeah. uh, and even Shelley Duvall was like, well, that's just great. Right. And, well, that's and, the prettiest. Yeah. And, and even yeah. Jack Nicholson, they all kind of have this weird, like, gee whiz kind of a rhythm of like right. of like kind of like from the silver age of hollywood we're like right. well i well i guess that's how we're gonna do it here like right. kind of gives it a classic it's, feel it's strange it's strange and they, that changes like later in the movie but they just have this weird rhythm of talking because at first i thought it was like this is why are they talking like this it seems like old like old bad acting right but it's just the way they're speaking i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know i mean i guess it, one thing i i totally know what you mean yeah. I mean, Kubrick has this reputation for doing, like, relentless reshoots and doing a shot until somebody's like, I can't physically do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, and you watch it, and I, I want to get in a little bit we do, about the um, the documentary Room 237. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you seen it, Ryan? Did you? No, I haven't. And you haven't no. seen it either, Brandon? I haven't, no. So, um, the movie, basically, this is a documentary um, that you can find pretty much anywhere. It came out a few years ago. It's great. It's really worth seeing. Um Basically, it presents almost like 10 different uh, theories, or you, you call them conspiracy, conspiracy theories, about The Shining. And some of them are much more intense and kind of, you know, like wacky than others. And some have some merit to them. But either way, it's just a really interesting look at the movie. And they show you all the... There's, they do some really cool segments where they, they show shots of the movie frame by frame. And they show you the intricacy that they go to, to for things to match up at certain times. For example, when they're getting the luggage in the beginning and, and like Jack is sitting there reading a Playgirl magazine and the guys come up to him and they're like, all right, you ready to go? And you see like a guy walk behind them carrying a rug. They have a whole exchange as the guy goes to the back. And then by the time they are they start to move off screen, that guy is perfectly with his rug on the staircase right behind them. And just everything as they're moving through this hotel, it's things line up in really crazy ways where you can tell that it, it could never just have been done on by random chance. Yeah. That he does tons of shots to get these lineups and to get these angles. And it's really crazy stuff. So there's one theory um, that The Shining presents is that the movie is an allegory for um, the genocide of Native American people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the theory I think has the most most merit. And whether or not that's 100% true or not is debatable, but there's a lot of evidence in the movie towards that. I mean, every single shot has Native American designs and, you know, there's different rugs and things like that. And there's pictures of Native American, like, generals with, like, buffalo horns and stuff like that. And there's lots of shots of different like uh, Native American tobacco products and things like that and shots where it'll like slow flower the fl- yeah, in the yeah. flower when they zoom in on Dick Holler and, and like really slowly and methodically and you can read all the the Native American stuff in the background I mean it's just things that don't seem accidental when you get how methodic Kubrick is it's got to be in there for a reason yeah and so like the theory is you know that basically it, it's um it's that Americans are blind to the genocides and atrocities that we commit and that um, the only way to kind of acknowledge, to um, move past them is to acknowledge them, take steps back and change, which we can get into that later. That's literally outlined at the end of the movie, that theory. But, um, and it's it's a kind of about a person, a man committing genocide of, uh, of his family and being like forced into do it because of the history of the hotel is teaching him to do it. So that's like, one, that's just one of the theories. But maybe that ties into your question of how everyone's kind of acting in the mid- in the beginning with that kind of old timery like pioneer kind of speech. Where was it filmed? So it was filmed in two places. It was filmed in a giant. They, 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 it was filmed in a soundstage. They built this hotel. 
Okay. The shots of the hotel in the very beginning where it's under the mountains, that's a real hotel. And I can't remember now where that is. I, w- I watched a little behind-the-scenes okay. featurette that came with the $5 DVD that I just bought. Yeah. And it, everybody had British accents except right. for Shelley and Jack. and Right. You know. Well, so, Stanley Kubrick is um, German, right? Or where is he from? I don't remember. I think he's from the future. Um, he's from the future? Um, he's from but oh, maybe he, did, he is just American. I don't know. The, so, the last movie he did before that, though, was Barry Lyndon. So maybe right. he was working with a lot of British people. So maybe so he brought some on of them were British actors. Or, I was born in New York. Shining or but yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, and Barry Lyndon, a lot of people kind of said he might have just seemed bored with that. So he wanted to do something much more intense and kind of like, you know. Uh, not so much like an English king, like fishing or whatever the fuck that movie was about. He, he was still, he was, he never got unobsessed with this movie. He was recutting this movie until he died. Stanley Kubrick. Yes. Yeah. Trying to figure out what he wanted to re-release as a new cut. Oh, huh. Like, and also the cut that was in the theaters is not the cut that we got. Right. On DVD. I don't right. think that cut really exists. Um, Interesting. But he, he was obsessed with it. Yeah, he never let it go of like trying to rework it and recut it. Yeah, and, and it like, went way longer yeah. than it was. But apparently, they held up like later Raiders of the Lost Ark and some other movie um, because they were taking so long. And then the the giant room, the the um, the Colorado Lounge, which is like the, where he does all his typing. Like they gutted all that, and that's where they filmed the Snake Pit in, in, oh, really? in wow. Raiders movie. Well, it's so big. All the it's sets massive. are so big. They're it's massive. amazing that they built all that. It's stuff. all built, so you can like this. That that's giant. what leads me to think yeah. that this this intricacy of design and and the Native American tapestries and stuff. That it seems like it just has to be deliberate. But there's also, I mean, it's all very big and grandiose. It and, is totally. Know. And it's a this is like a, another thing that the documentary points out like it's a movie about patterns it's a movie yeah. about design and there's so much that's about following people through corridors yeah. and God damn I love that carpet yeah. the carpet is so cool oh, so the sick. first time Danny's on his trike and it's like carpet floor carpet floor oh, the know, rhythm of it there's no it's right. so there's, soothing to me for yeah. some it reason. sounds great but it's yeah. <laughs> against the hardwood yeah. yeah you don't need any scoring you have that right yeah right it's, it's very awesome. satisfying in it's a way. building tension like, yeah yeah and all the like the paths he takes like there's people who have gotten so over analytical and deep into this but there's all these different theories about the ways that the hotel is built and they have things called impossible windows in a lot of it where like when he takes when uh, Holleran, or sorry, not Holleran, um, Uller, what, what, Ullman, Ullman takes Jack into the back to have that first interview with him about taking the hotel. Mm-hmm. When they walk back, and the way they walk back and go into that office, when you see later on Danny riding around, there was no way that there, a, a window could have been in that office. Yeah, yeah, they've mapped out like, the whole thing, and it totally doesn't make the sense. The whole thing doesn't make sense. So the layout is yeah. like, and the way that Danny's riding his bike around, it, it doesn't really work, where the way that it, it could actually ex- like it really explore hallways like in a real-time dimension so i think there's something there where the whole thing is supposed to be like out of space and kind of like also like out of time right like there's uh like the concept of time in this i think is it's something i don't understand but there's some type of theme there that that i can't i can't totally solve that rubik's cube but like he he's saying before that he's like oh i haven't drank in three years right it was since five months yeah then when he goes in the bar he says five months and yeah. like and then there's of course him like traveling through time to these ghosts and like these parties right and in the end he's in the picture right the old picture like i think it's 
all kind of like dis supposed to be disjointed and like Absolutely. not not make sense on purpose. Well, aside yes. from the like, literal maze, yeah. the hotel's a maze. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, everything's kind of, uh, you know, confusing. Like it's just that. supposed, it's supposed, to, supposed to, to confuse you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a big theme in the movie about reverse things backwards. In every scene where there's a ghost, th- there's a mirror. There's another mirror, and you can see Jack from a different angle. The only scene is when he talks to Grady outside of the cooler, but you don't actually see the ghost there. And then there's the whole um, red rum, you know, murder. Mm. It's, you see it in the mirror. You know, at the end, Danny <gasps> has to retrace his steps. I mean, there and he's speaking backwards. Mm-hmm. So there is, and he's going forwards and backwards. Oh. And there is just this, I think it is supposed to just kind of displace you into into something that doesn't follow linear time. Like even th- there's so much weird stuff with the rug, the scene where Danny is on his playing with his trucks, and the little ball rolls out and touches him out of room uh, two thirty seven. You see him; he's playing with his trucks, and the ball rolls, and, and everything is so symmetrical. You know the way his toys are lined up. Oh yeah. The ball rolls out, and it and, and it touches his truck right when it reaches the tip of the diamond, and it, and it and it follows a little pathway in the rug. And then Danny stands up, and then that little pathway, the rug changes when he stands up. Um, that little pathway where the ball went is now no longer there. It's like a blocked off hexagon. Hmm. This is only shit from this, because this documentary is so wow. intense and methodical about it. It sounds like the same ball. That Here I was just Jack watching was the movie and trying to enjoy it, and there's so many conspiracy Wrong. theories out there. I should be watching it backwards. Yes. <laughs> well, that's another conspiracy theory that oh that ties into forwards and backwards. They say that if you line up the movie, if you superimpose it and play it beginning and ending at the same time, wow. there is some crazy shit that lines up. Like, for example, like basic example, right in the beginning, right in the first shot, where the the in when it's you're the watching pond. forward right it's the helicopter shot of the of the lake when you see the yellow car right when Jack Nicholson's name and that blue scrawl comes up yeah the way that it's superimposed the scrawl gets it, Jack Nicholson reaches a point where it's it's right where he is driving the car and that superimposes right where his face is at the end of the movie in the old twenties photo like shit like that there's scenes that happen like but when Danny and um, Shelly Duvall are talking and um, oh sorry when uh, Jack and Shelly Duvall are talking and Danny is standing there having the shining it's almost like every time they converse he can hear it and understand it but you actually see him superimposed I mean there's some crazy shit well every time Jack and Shelly talk not every time but a couple times when they talk Danny walks into a room and s- just like stands there or because, does so is shine. this with because, the forward and backwards because yes. I yes. think because I think Jack also shines. Okay. That's what I think. Maybe he's shut it out with booze. Exactly. Because yeah. because they make a point, first of all, Scamman Crothers uh, makes a point to say that his grandmother also shined, and then right. he shined too, mm-hmm. to make a point to show that he's hereditary. Uh, yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. then just for everything to be able to happen to Jack, I think he would have to shine. That's why... And I don't think Shelly does because of the, the bloodline. Right. Um, I I think, yeah, I think him having to deal with being sober, I think he used to drink in order to probably dull it down because mm. he just never really understood it. Danny already understands it way better. Right. Or is at least dealing with it through Tony. Right. Mm. You know? Um, but That's an interesting but, theory. But he, uh, what the fuck was I saying? Yeah, he was dulling it with drinking and now he's trying to create and he's trying to dig deep down in his brain and it's kind of like unlocking yeah. that again but he has right. no understanding of it so he's kind of easy to sense. become just uh because an, in, an agent of the hotel 
In, right, you know. in Doctor Sleep, not to give anything away, but Danny's 25, 30 years in the future, mm-hmm. and he's an on and off alcoholic, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's kind of how he, you know, alcoholism also hereditary. Mm-hmm. So he would shut it out by drinking, and then his powers would come back, and so yeah, that w- interesting. Yeah, that definitely yeah gives way to that theory. I think that makes sense. Do you think there is? actual supernatural stuff going on in this movie do you think it's in his head at all or anything like that um yeah do you I buy think, any of those theories? i think for sure the theories yeah i mean i think that there's a reason that, that so like one of the points that room 237 makes is that he used this novel he never wanted to just make a movie just about this novel he used it as a jumping off point to do his own thing some people think it's about native american genocide some people think it's about the holocaust some people think it's about both and craziest theory is that people think that it's Stanley Kubrick's confession to filming a staging of the moon landing. Have you guys heard about this theory at all? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, with, like, the rockets on his, like... Yeah, Apollo 11 sweatshirt, yeah. Jesus, dude. It, oh. it, it gets pretty intense, and this is all pretty much from one guy. So the movie definitely kind of goes off the rails with this theory, but it's one of the most interesting ones. It's that they, you know, the theory... The guy's not denying that we went to the moon, but he's saying that the, there is, you know, conspiracy theories that say the first lunar landing was staged on a Hollywood soundstage. Mm. And the theory is that Stanley Kubrick helped film it. And so they say that this movie is his confession about it and that, um, yeah, there's the things like Danny wearing the Apollo 11 shirt when he stands up and he walks to room 237 that the, the, in the book it was 227 or 217 was the room and Stanley Kubrick said that he changed it because the hotel asked him to change it because there was actually a room 217. But so this guy called up the hotel and that wasn't, kept. that wasn't true. There, oh, wasn't, really? there wasn't a room that was that number. So Stanley Kubrick, for whatever reason, did change it and lied about it. And so people say that, or the theory is that this the room represents the stage of the lunar landing, and like that's where it was all filmed. That's where the secrets are. You know, it's all that kind of shit. So th- it's intense, and it's an intense theory. Wow, I watched yeah. it goes deep, very yeah. meta. It's very <laughs> meta. Yeah, I watched a video once about how uh, it's all about the gold standard. I don't understand. I I was a long time ago. Speak I don't on remember that. it, but it was a it was a whole theory about how the yeah. shining is about the gold standard well they talk about another theory yeah. is that it's a, yeah a metaphor for like the gold rush and stuff in colorado and there's the gold room there's gold in a lot of the shots um golden red there and there is red i did notice there is they, there's like a thing there's like there's the color red is in every shot in the movie and it actually is like what I, I was looking. I was watching. I was like, yeah, it's kind of because oh, so one of the characters is always wearing red. So that's kind of a way to get away with it. But the rugs, there's so much red. There's obviously the Maybe red elevators, the, the nature blood. shots, even like when know? they're walking around in the hedge maze, it's Danny's usually wearing something red. Yeah. So for what? So for whatever, you know, whatever theories are correct or incorrect, definitely Stanley Kubrick was doing something other than just telling Stephen King's novel. You know, there was something else behind it. And I think he was just kind of having fun making a puzzle. The maze itself, everything that wasn't in the movie, that wasn't in the book. The hedge maze was created by Kubrick. So there was hedge animals. There was hedge animals, right? Yeah. Kind of like slowly come to life and attack them. Right. And apparently Kubrick said it was too expensive to film. Yeah. So we did the maze. But they do that in the ABC 1997. Oh, Stephen King's. Yeah. I remember I watched that. And then it's got the guy uh, from Wings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then cause I I watched it as a young young man, and then I realized it's very much like an when extreme I, yeah, when I watched turned it as up teen, '90s version. But when I watched it as a teen, I had never seen Kubrick Shining. 
but I thought I had because uh, I thought uh, that was it. Yeah. And I was mixing it up in my sure. brain and I'm like, where's the werewolf mask? I bet that I saw like, that one all the way through before I saw the original all the way through. Do you like the miniseries? Uh, I think it's kind of fun. And it yeah. was on like Halloween last year and I taped it. And it's good. Maybe it sticks to the book a little bit more, but it's not the film and work of art yeah, it's that like Kubrick and the, Kubrick's is. The that, set you know, pieces. All the layers that you're talking about, right. there's, Which, no, there's no knows, layers. Who knows? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You know? And who, these also, these but layers. it's fun and it's violent right. and it's crazy. And dude from Wings, he <laughs> is like loves him. crazy yeah. looking, you know? Like I do they want get him to look like a devil and, Hell yeah. you know, he gets crazy with a mallet. What do you guys think about the the acting in this movie overall from everyone? Like you said, it's very proper. Um, mm-hmm. But Jack Nicholson, man, it's just like incredible. He like yeah. totally embodied the role. And just there's so many just still images of my mind of just how crazy he looks in his face, even when he's just thinking. Even right. the beginning of the movie, you can see that seed there and it blossoms throughout the movie. And it, he's great. Shelly Duvall's pretty good for the rest of his life after this. Yeah, cool. Jack Nicholson. Jack. Yeah, but what what had he done before this? One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. That's why he worked with uh, right. Stanley again. And uh, what was the? Um, but then after that, he was like Joker and like uh, yeah, I, I mean a bunch of stuff. Mm. I'm a crazy guy. But I know that Shelley Duvall was really pushed to her limits by Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, that's the thing. There's she a video was like of really. Yeah, really laying yeah. into it. Oh yeah, she to- he tortured her, and then she yeah. was like, you know, he was really tough to me, and I felt I was very like upset, and I kind of held it against him. But what he did was he like created that fire in me to kind of like work harder, and it made me because I was mad, it made me a better, more dramatic artist and na- or you know actor, and it right. came out better at the end. And yeah. she's like, I held that against him, but now right. I love him as a person and as a director, and I respect what he did and why he did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he pushed wild. her. It, that and that was the somebody said something I liked. To, there's like some story where somebody said to Kubrick, "Why don't you go e- go easy on her?" And he's like, "Nobody sympathize with Shelley. That's not going to help her." Yeah, so yeah. Like that was yeah. He, he was putting her in that. Her. I mean, and she ha- plays like a tortured role, you know. Mm-hmm. And, there's scenes like when she's walking up the stairs and she's all sweaty and apparently they made her do that like scene like 10 times which is like the equivalent of like walking up the empire state building or something wow. like just like she's physically like they physically and mentally made her drained and that's why she's creepy but she gives such a good performance man yeah. she's she's yeah. so tortured and you really sympathize with her the whole movie i think yeah. i think Shelley Duvall is great in this and even jack nicholson has said too he pr- totally praised yeah. her performance in it because Jack, from the beginning to her character, is just like kind of a nightmare. Yeah, like barely, like barely in the hotel, kind of like a total dick. Right. And being nice you to know? her, like you know, cur- courteous with her, is like her it's, best scenario. Yeah, and right. when he is, it seems like patronizing. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, is like that it, honey? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah right. It's like I, I don't believe you're like really trying to be. Snow's nice. coming. What do you want me to do about what it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that there is an element in this movie to people. It speaks to your question of why are people talking like that. There's an element of like facade and not everything yeah. being mm-hmm. what it seems. Totally. And it's kind of like when Scatman Crothers, like a Holler's character, he's really just like, "How you doing, folks? I'll show you in here. Plenty mm-hmm. to see." And he's putting on this like voice, and then he just starts talking to Danny with the shining in his head. Yeah, and, and the it's whole. 
dropped. And, and it's dro- he drops yeah. that whole facade, and he's just like, you want some ice cream, Doc? You yeah, know, yeah. like, so he's putting on an act. He's putting in, like, yeah. he's the friendly cook. But really, he knows that there's some shit going on in this hotel, and he's worried about this family. And he, want, and he wants them to be okay and feels like a protector. So I feel like there is this whole element, the whole movie, about people acting like things, things are okay, but then some deeper shit going on under the surface. That scene with Scamming Crothers when he's telling Danny that was that's the Guinness Book of World Records for most takes. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. They did. He, it, he with the ice cream. Broke him down crying. Isn't that like behind the scenes that I watched? Oh, okay. Yeah. The the, the, the Scatman Crothers. He's crying, talking about how special it was to work with this cast. Wow. He's like legit tearing up, and while he's talking, there's tears coming down Damn. his face. He's like, I will never forget this. Working with these people was amazing, and I was like, "Whoa, Man, dude!" Yeah. It seemed like, <laughs> like he tortured you. <laughs> yeah, like because I guess what he was saying is, uh, he's like, "Yeah, Scatman, he's he's old so. and can't remember these lines well enough. Like, so I just need to push what him." What a name! It made him do it. Scatman, so gotta love that. Yeah, every scene they and apparently the scene where um, Jack gets him. Spoiler alert! With the axe at the end, <gasps> they did it so many times. We do all spoilers, you know. That. Um, but they did it so many times. He was like physically weak, and Jack Nicholson had to say to Kubrick, "Like, can you stop doing this?" Like, how amazing of storytelling is that? That Danny shines him in Florida, and he gets there, and he goes through right. the whole process of. Getting there in a snowstorm, renting a car, renting the snowcat, right. going all the way across the country, walking through the door, and getting stabbed right in the there, axe right in, when the, he gets in the stomach. He did nothing yeah. to save Danny. And right. it was, you know, the, the audience at home, you're thinking, oh, he's going to come in, he's going to intervene, and yeah. he's going to be the one that saves the day. Right. Nope. It's yeah. After just having, an amazing twist. It, it really is. Be, they, they go through a lot of filming his journey to get up to the to the hotel especially after going through the trope of being the uh, the magical negro right uh trope right i'm just like he's always like a native american or yeah. a black guy i forget what like happens the in the book but he person. i don't want to give anything alive. away by the book but i believe that he survives till the yeah end. I, I don't i think that in was the movie added. no in the book i'm 99 percent sure, sure yeah. yes because he's still a character in dr sleep yeah Oh, oh, well, there you go, yeah. Whether he died or not, I know that they talk about him being a family friend beyond that. Okay. Yeah. Another interesting tidbit is um, right where that happens, where Scatman gets the axe, Danny leaves a doll there at one point in the movie, puts a doll down and walks away from it. So maybe in, uh, just eh, maybe just some foreshadowing, maybe a little bit more shine. Hmm. Hmm. A lot of stuff to look into, man. This this I'm going to go ahead and recommend this documentary for everyone to see, because it is... It's intense. It's an in- it's it's cool to see people break down a movie like this. And a thing that's interesting is I was looking up stuff on that documentary, and everybody, the cast, um, who whoever was reached out to, you know, like vehemently denies everything. They're like, none of these theories are correct. This has absolutely yeah. not happened. But like what you're talking about, it seems like all the actors had this like cathartic experience with this movie. I think that the, it's like just like the movie. There's some shit that happened, and no, and they like just, just they're not going to tell anyone about it. The Shining is 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 a layered fucking movie. Mystique sells. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Music, yeah. film, art. Yeah. yeah. So the more I, questions you ask makes you exactly kind of want to get into it more. And there's that whole people talk about how Kubrick likes to end his movies with a puzzle. Um, what do you guys think about like that ending shot? Because that's the one thing that still I just don't understand in the movie. What it's supposed so to that be. he was in the picture and that he was there. 
because that, that is right. a real photo. It shows the old photo. Overlook photo from 1921 with and like a, zoom in on it. Jack and then Nicholson. it really and sells it by going all the way in on his really face. Really zooms right in on it. Yeah. <laughs> the president is in it or something like that. I've just like never I actually don't recognize any of the other people yeah. behind them. They're just like random women. They're random people. Some guy right It was, it was a real photo that Kubrick yeah. found from the 20s mm. and he airbrushed Nicholson's face onto it. Nice. Yeah. They're like government people. Um they they've matched all the wow. faces to like real government oh, officials really? and stuff like that. It's like a like 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 Harding is in it with Warren Harding. I, I don't know. Oh, um, wow. wow, interesting. It's strange. That is the craziest thing because I guess in the original one, uh, Shelley wakes up in the hospital or something, and what is Olding is there and like hands Danny like that ball. Or something in some weird, like, ominous ending. That was, it was a uh, deleted scene. It, that yeah. was, it came out in theaters and Kubrick got rid of it. Yeah, yeah, that was the original one. Where Ullman gives him the ball and, like, smiles. Yeah. I'm so glad they got rid of that. Um, or it was supposed to be that and then the picture. But they totally Oh, just, really? The picture The picture also? still ends. It, it was literally a scene. He got, There's a shot of Jack when he's frozen. Then they had that scene where they're in. Shelly's in a hospital and Ullman gives him the ball. And then they cut to the picture. So they basically just took that scene out. Or Kubrick uh, did. Because I don't know. Because there's all these weird things with like uh, uh, Grady has a different name. Grady is Grady. But when mm. uh, Jack meets him, he has. I, for, don't, I don't remember what his name is. Well, but but it's a different name, isn't it? But he doesn't Ullman tell him a different name? Grady about the uh, the. But the he also character? gives also bad information too. He says that uh, Grady he had like kids. He chopped up his kids that were like eight and ten. They're clearly twins, right? Like it's mm. yeah. Th- there's so much just unreliable information right. in this entire movie that right. I think is like totally on misdirection. Purpose. Like yeah, there's right. so much, so much of it. Well, and then there's there's and, also there's this I, there there's co- constant uh, references to Hansel and Gretel. Mm. There's a bunch of lines where Shelley Duvall when, when um, Scatman's showing her the kitchen, she's like, "I'm gonna have to leave a trail of breadcrumbs every time I come out," mm. and just that concept of like killing kids and throwing them in the furnace so and there's just this concept of just fall of getting lost of of pathways and patterns and misleading um trying to come up with the right word but it's very like disassociative yeah very disassociative yeah totally yeah yeah it's intentionally deceiving and what 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 do you think happened in this movie both of you i want both your like opinions of like what you you mean like what actually ex- transpired? Yeah, I think that the family goes up to this place. Um, I think that I I I kind of dig your theory about how um there there's got to be a reason where J- Jack says uh, one line in the movie. He says it's it's the funniest thing. He's like, as soon as I walked into this hotel, I felt like I knew what was around every corner, like I'd been there before. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something to the hotel that is calling out to this family. Past life. A past life, maybe. Because why he's in that picture. And also the, the thing picture. with all the mirrors, is yeah. it like, like, is there like just other yous or something like that? Like, I don't understand. I think, Dan- I obviously, Danny is, has psychic abilities, and he can mm. tap into this hotel. But based on like what I know about Stephen King, is he has this whole thing where, where evil remains exists it's right yeah. if, if something fucked up happens somewhere then evil will always exist there yeah so to stanley to, or to um to king like this hotel is, is evil and this hotel yeah. is is a living character it's legit haunted and it you know right. attached on to his feelings of uh sol- solitary or mm-hmm. you know so sol- solitude solitude and Dude. uh you know kind of just made him go crazy and i don't know if the booze was real or not but 
I think he thought it was real and right. it drove him nuts. Like drink when he drank in the bar? Like, yeah. Really? Okay. Like a placebo kind of thing or something? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, do you think the booze is really... I don't there think it was something. real. I, I think it was in his. I'm in trying his to head. think about that too. I I think that. I, but I, I think that he he thought it was real. I think Jack's being. I think that the hotel Jack is weak minded and he's weak, yeah. and the hotel sees that, and so the hotel is and it is grabbing him and, and making he him shines. Shit. I think it and is, and if he shines, and then they can, it the makes ghosts more can kind of latch on. I think on it to is that, real right? though, because I think whatever all the stuff happens actually manifests. Because Danny gets hurt by the ghost lady. Yeah, like yes. that is real. Yeah. Or did or did he? Or is that the scariest scene? It's pretty much. Um, yeah, it's pretty intense. The, and that used yeah. to, you know, when I was younger, definitely used to freak me out. You kind of like mm-hmm. don't want to look at it. Are you talking about when Danny goes in the room or when, when Jack does? Jack goes in because it flashes back to when Danny was in there too. I almost think coming out of the tub, coming out of the tub, da- dude. The Dan- Danny is so that that part is maddening and insane. But when you see Danny just slowly walk across the room with a ripped shoulder and sucking his thumb, mm-hmm. oh, it's fucking disturbing, man. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that part. You know, there's, it's just, it's something just about he's a kid. The fact that he he saw something. Jack he had just had a real. dream, right, about hurting them. Right, and he's like, I didn't just hurt you, I killed you into little pieces. Right, right, Love yeah, that. right, right, yeah. And then, yeah, but it really, Danny but it really in. upset him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, which but is strange because I have trouble trying to figure out when. So that's the his last start dive, the real transition. I guess when he that's his she, last glimmer. She accuses of, him of hurting Danny, but yeah, I think that's his last glimmer of goodness yeah. because he's like, mm. "Oh, this was terrible. I can't believe it." Right. And then the hotel throws him a curveball with Danny being hurt, and so she has nothing to else right. to think but this was you that did this. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there with this just like look of it, bewilderment on yeah, his head. Yeah. Like what the fuck is happening? I just dreamt that I killed my son and now he just got all fucked up. And he's like Did I do that? Crazy? And right. was I blacked out somehow? And then right. he's like <clears throat> like of course like not. Yeah. You're crazy like yeah, yeah. act outs are like Dude, so yeah. intense, man. So, and so you just grab him in one time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's what? a little too much. A, one. Li- a momentary last, last and muscular, like the way that yeah. he explains it. So in two, yeah, three, seven, Lloyd. when he's, you know, the beautiful woman comes out of the tub, and he's just he hasn't seen anyone else in months, and she approaches him, and he's he starts making out with her, and he's like m- violently making out with her, yep. and all of a sudden her movements kind of stop. Yeah, I love that. Oh yeah, I, I don't know if he's just kissing like a mannequin right. or something, but he just is like you know going nuts on her, and then she stops moving, and he kind of like looks back, yeah. and his hand is right in all the sores. Oh, and, and she's just like, and then she's just corpse. locked in on him, laughing. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's fucking terrifying. Uh, that scene, does, that does scare. That's the up there for me. Yeah, there's also. Uh, Weird theories I think about uh, like sexual abuse mm-hmm. and stuff like that towards like Danny and uh, like beyond just like physical abuse like because mm-hmm. he's, he's been a playgirl right isn't that weird yeah uh, and also he that that scene where we where he calls Danny into the bedroom and has him sit on his knee was just incredibly uncomfortable yeah absolutely the way that he's sitting there kind of motionless and yeah yeah it's strange it's strange i know there there are a lot of weird theories about like 
like yeah more abuse than just like him hitting that one time and like how on purpose or there was i think that like it's that. more than theory i think yeah. that there's merit to that yeah um i think there there's a, a theme in king's work about child abuse and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um and apparently the book gets more into that and the book really does allude to the fact that that the kid was sexually uh, molested as well so i think that kubrick very lightly alludes to it yeah i think just, the, the playgirl quick little, little yeah thing just enough it. to kind of be like huh yeah and because the, so then there's this also this theory that what do you guys think about this that when danny is shining that danny is trying to kill his father danny understands that this hotel is is making him go insane he sees the future and he thinks and he is physically trying to kill his father for example in the scene where wendy is is kind of slowly backing up against the stairs with the bat and jack's like just come here i'm not gonna touch you and she keeps kind of weeping and swinging the bat and it keeps cutting back to danny shining i mean he's drooling and he's having he's contacting dick at the time okay so you think he's doing that rather than trying to hurt his father it splits to dick being contacted you're right yeah then that yeah then him with like all the snot running down his face yeah but he also sees it though via shine oh yeah because that's why he's contacting yeah yeah which is why i think that jack definitely shines so he can see that because i don't think i i I would don't know if he can go by choice unless it's with someone else i would say that danny absolutely loves his father for sure Mm -hmm. it's just that i think that he knows that there's evil in him or potential of evil Mm. and you know and that's putting him and his mother in danger and you know he's got to do what he's got to do but i don't think it's anything malicious against his father it's kind of just maybe dealing with a scenario obviously you know he senses danger though he can sense yes but i don't think he's trying to kill his father i think at best he would just like to separate from the hotel i think there Mm -hmm. is some type of weird destiny with this movie too because dick because dick halloran tells tells danny that there's nothing to worry about that it can't hurt you but it's clearly not true mm. it can it clearly right he, well, it's like well, a freddy krueger type of thing and even just, just the ghost but he also says don't go in room he says don't go in there you got no business going in there anyway but it is true i mean he know he knows how dangerous this hotel is yeah why is he okay with just well he's and, a curious little kid and that brings him into the room which maybe unlocks part of the evilness of the hotel you know well, that, that like, is maybe also, there's some yeah. things out there but if you go into this room maybe that's kind of the pandora's box so for that's a yeah i i totally agree with you i think that when danny enters to room 237 he literally unlocks the core of this and the evil of this mm-hmm. hotel even and though maybe, he doesn't open it the door is open with a key in the lock but you think about it, it's unlocking a door. I mean, he's when he goes in there, when you said if that's the last of, of Jack's goodness is when he has this horrible nightmare. And then right after that is when shit hits the fan and Jack is now the And the that's villain. when, and that's, that's right when precisely he goes in when the door is open. Right. Or, you Maybe know, that's, that it tries happens. to influence Danny, but Danny's too strong, shine-wise. Right. But, but Jack is Jack immediately is, just gives in. It's Jack like gives full on. Right. He never embra- embraced Jack may evil. have it, but he never embraced it. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's, like, faulty at best with his alcoholism right. and just being an adult. And isn't that a king trope, too, is giving yeah. more credit to kids? It's yes. almost like in South Park, how the parents yeah. are always more stupid and naive than the kids. There's something about that innocence that lets them truly see where adults constantly give way to seduction or to temptation 
kids have that virtue that prevents them from doing that. I yeah, think that's can, a trope of his. It is. It is. But I, I get it and I kind of like it because in adults we were corrupted yeah, and we're blocked off and we've already decided who we are. Right. And right. stuff like that. And as kids, they're so wide open. And they're still good. You know? He still yeah. has the, the, the ver- good virtues within yeah. Uncorrupted. Yeah. Yeah, man. God, this movie is fucking trippy, dude. We could talk about this for like We could talk about it forever. Hours. And, you know, I'm glad that it's like I, I'm assuming most people who are listening ha- have seen it. This isn't a movie that we need to give you a play by of. I we definitely no. I, I think it's a movie that's fun to analyze, it's fun to theorize about. And uh, and at the end of the day, any discussion, it's like who knows, man. There's so many theories about this. I think there's got to be some merit to some of them, but this movie is just fucking a puzzle box. Really and that's is. why it's so cool cuz yeah. you you just afterwards you feel like you had an experience but you don't know how to process it. And it's almost like what's happening to every one of these characters. Nobody quite knows how to process what's happening or what they're really seeing or what they're really believing. Mm. And still, even if you don't like want to look into it with any type of intellectual merit, it's like a well-acted, incredibly well-shot. Yeah. Uh, just oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hence, I mean, see uh, this movie. Crazy movie. You're, it's crazy not so to beautiful. see it. Yeah, you, if you <laughs> so haven't seen The Shining, it's, it's a 100%. Yeah. You don't even you have to be a horror yeah. film buff, you know? No. It's just an amazing film. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would liken it to like, uh, like Suspiria. Like just level of just like you just watch it on mute and just like look at what's happening. And it's just like, it's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, a visual. It's, it's it's crazy. Some of those just like flyovers of Colorado at the beginning of the movie, just oh, the like helicopter of, oh, the, some of the incredible. imagery is just always stuck in my mind, and it really just like puts me in that atmosphere of like you know winter and snowbound. It really gets you into the mood for sure. Hell yeah! Right. I'm trying to see. I just I wanted to talk just briefly about um, the score because it's very minimal, but it's it's also it's. It's a lot of uh, already taken pieces. There wasn't a lot of original right. That's, it wasn't a lot of original. Sc- right. Yeah. So I mean, th- but there's a th- you know what's in there. It's a lot of like descending strings, and it's oh, just yeah. kind of this, this creating dun, tension. Dun, create tension. Dun, dun, there's okay, like right. dun, at the begin the first half of the movie. There's some of those where it's just like really creating tension, and then it's just like Tuesday. Right. And so yeah. it just changes. It's like rising, and then yeah. it's just those like are the best. The interview. The yeah. best. Like, oh wow. The yeah. best. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> Thursday, where it's just like. Him on a bed staring at a window. Yeah. Friday. Like, like <laughs> yeah. that's it. I'm like, holy fucking shit. What's dude? about to happen? Like, What's about to happen? Yeah. Like, wow, that is creepy. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what he did all day. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Whew. Right. That was Thursday, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Thursday right. was the day. Yeah, Thursday was lit. <laughs> he is something's happening. Yeah. Yeah, plenty to get in and dissect on the shining. Um but yeah, I mean, I think that we uh, we covered a lot of it. Have you guys have any uh, final thoughts, or uh, you want to get into ratings? Um, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll give it, I'll give it a nine out of ten. Like it's um, I I don't know where it falls in like the rankings for me of horror movies. Uh, honestly, because I I think I'm frustrated that I can't completely understand it. Yeah, but it's uh, keeps you coming back for more. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a wild movie, and it's Kubrick, so it's. It, you really watch it tons of times and, and yep. you'll like it every time. And Jack Nicholson is a treasure. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Flaherty rating. I'm right up there with you just to be different. I'd probably say, you know, 9.2 or something like that might not be my favorite horror movie, but it's probably one of my favorite movies. It's yeah. so well done. The core actors in it are so amazing. Uh, Jack is just the perfect crazy guy. 
and it's just the the mood and atmosphere that it paints is it's up there it's just a beautiful film definitely check it out so yeah 9.2 cool um for me this is a perfect 10 out of 10 um there's nothing i would change about it um it's a movie that keeps you coming back for more every time you get a new experience or something else i'm just there's so much i'm that i'm interested outside of the movie just with how methodical kubrick is and how there is intention behind every shot and every detail it just makes me think what was the intention and i don't know and i don't know if anyone knows or if we ever will and that alone is just fucking cool oh yeah so yeah it's uh it's one of my favorites of all time spooky as hell shine on move on to the thing thing Women in Philly pen. It's silly when girls sell their souls because it's sin. Look at where you be in. Hair weaves like Europeans. Fake nails done by Koreans. Come again. Thing. Well, Ryan, Ryan, you do it with yeah. us. We're supposed to do it at the same time. Three, Three two, two, one. The, the thing. thing. We say more. Like, I say like the thing. The thing. The thing. The. Th- I say the thing. T H apostrophe. Right, like the thing. The the thing. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing except the thing. Right. Okay. No. Okay. Well, everyone knows no. that the theme of um, tonight's episode is horror movies that start with the. Yes, this movie is, is absolutely no different from the first one. And we're sliding alphabetically yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, we're right. doing alphabetical. And this has also been alphabetical. Just like every time. For, so there's also some, ki- some conspiracy theories to this podcast yeah. that are not without merit. Last podcast, no we were alphabetical with the movies. Yeah. We did The Mummy, then The Mummy, then The Mummy. Right. Whoa. But also all those as well. as I was POV walking behind you up the stairs, I noticed that you were an allegory for the moon landing. I think that's true. That's amazing. Mars is is flat. Right on. I agree with that, actually. Do you guys know that? Yeah. It's a trick. Yeah, solar flare. Yeah, solar flare. All right. <coughs> it's all pogs. The Thing. This is directed by my man, JC. John Carpenter. Yo, yo. Uh, this mm, is from 1982. Um, it stars The Dawn, Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. as Mac... Or M- McCready, R.J. McCready, R.J. McCready, whatever you want to call him. To me, boy. Mac. Uh, Wilford Brimley, baby, watch out, Doctor Diabetes, Blair. Diabetes. We got T.K. Carter as uh, how do you say his name? Knowles, 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 Knowles. Uh, David Clannon's Palmer, my man Keith David as Childs. Yee. What's wrong with you, Childs? Um, Get me out of here. <laughs> on time, damn it! On time. Um, Keith David is tied to a chair. Um, the synopsis is: a crew in Antarctica finds a neighboring camp destroyed and its crew dead. Whatever killed them is nowhere to be found unless it's hidden in plain sight. It's weird, but whatever. Um, the thing, man, fuck. Who doesn't love this movie? It's my. It's tied for my favorite horror movie. Really? Ever? If you count Rear Window as a horror movie. Uh, then I've never seen Rear time. Window, but for my top two, I think probably for my top two, I guess all movies really. But Rear Window and The Thing are my really my tide. tide Who's in two. Rear Window? 
Um, Jimmy Stewart, Grace oh, Kelly. Okay. All right. Uh, the old Hitchcock uh, vehicle. Right on. It's Never seen right. it. I got to see it. It's great. That's, I, your, I, that's your favorite movie or your favorite horror movie? It's not really a horror movie. There, there are elements. There's a murder, you know? Like, okay. it, it's Hitchcockian, yeah. you know? Like, it's spooky. It, yeah, you know? it's like, it's not it's mystery and murder, and it's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Okay. Red rum. There are themes. It is very red rum. Well, I could make it the argument if I had to. Okay. Um, for me, okay. this is uh, my second favorite John Carpenter movie. Halloween is mm. pretty much untouchable for me. But the thing is right there, and followed closely behind by Big Trouble in Little China. Um, a lot of connections there. Yeah, yes. Big Trouble. It's a fine JC Kurt Russell pairing. But um, the thing yeah. is definitely up there for me too. One of my favorites. Um, Ryan, how about where's his rank? I don't for have you? any rankings prepared, but it's definitely. Definitely top oh, yeah? ten or so for me. You really can't fuck with the the JCKR combo. Ooh. You really can't. It's, oh my god, uh, it'd it's be like crazy too. Yeah, you're you're it's hot fire. It you're is burn yourself. It is my favorite somebody. director actor combo ever. Without yeah, without one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's amazing. He and he uses them like differently, like every uh, yeah. time. He's always got a little bit of his Kurt Russell draw, but and there's ve- but it, it's different characters with similar themes. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's kind of he's got a little bit of Snake Plissken in him always because Snake Plissken has a little bit of Kurt Russell in him. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell's someone who who is strange for uh, the type of actor uh, that you would think he is. You would you would think he'd be like uh, like Bruce Willis or something like that, where it's like a oh, Bruce Willis. He's just in those movies and he's just Bruce Willis. Kurt Russell plays fucking characters and yeah. can yeah. fucking act and right. also be an action star. But there's so much more to, to his characters than Bruce people. Willis where it's not he's not yeah. just the grizzled action hero. There there's there's layers no, there's real. layers to him. They're actually written and he's a real guy. Yeah. And he, he's great. I I he's love grizzled and crusty so, in this one though. He sure is so much. I love him. I love his outfit in this. I love the goggles he wears with his mm. leather pilot his, his jacket, hat, and his, his fucking like, prospector hat. hat. So dope. That he wears. Oh, I was man. Snake Plissken for Halloween once, but I'm really thinking that I'm I need Bring to be Mac. Yeah. How do you find that hat though? Uh, Amazon Prime, two day shipping. Yeah, dude, I've looked for it. I swear to God, I've. Is that, have you been doing your out. Christmas shopping and? And Cussell, Kurt Russell. Maybe like, <laughs> a long time ago. I definitely got my ago. dad a Kurt Russell mug for Halloween a couple really? years ago. What was oh, yeah. it? It was an Escape from New York mug. It was just like set Escape from New York, and it was like a hilarious drawing of him from it. Oh, <laughs> Snake yeah. I have an Escape to New York uh, cigarette case. Really? Yeah. Somewhere. What do you have, Ryan, from Escape from New York? I just have the memory of that in my heart. Oh, oh that's all you got? That's fine. Yeah, just just love. It's no material objects? No. Nope. No DVD, maybe? Maybe a little. Yeah, maybe a little, a little bit. A piece of the DVD, you know, a shard. Just a case. A precious shard. It doesn't play anymore, yeah, but yeah. I have a good yeah, okay. fifth yeah. of the DVD. Right, that, DVD. That, that, yeah. that plays with us. That's, That's fine. fine. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Wear it as a necklace. That would be a pretty fucking cool necklace. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, so I just got the board game of this. I haven't played it, but I bought it at work. It really? just came out. Uh, the, all the art is by Mondo, uh, so it's really cool. Who's Mondo? Mondo, they do... Uh, they do like a. Can you refer you, to you him as it's one person? As one person, <laughs> you know, what, you know what I'm talking about, right, Mondo? I, no, really, they're like it's like um, they do tons of limited uh, presses of like t-shirts and posters. Okay, they do. They've started doing a lot of vinyl art, uh, but the art is very interesting. Oh, I see here, Mondo. What, um, what's the first yeah, thing I like when I when I Google Mondo is the thing game? Yeah, see, and the, the art's great. 
uh it's cool uh, so you go yeah, very cool. uh, i haven't played Damn. it yet um because i need like six people but you have everyone from the movie well, you should have at least what four friends I can't. Well, we you could, we I, can I come bought by. it three days That's ago. Six. I bought it three days ago. Can we could friend? silently play it on air if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you bring it for the next episode, though? I can. Yeah, we I'd can love to it. see it. Yeah, we'll, we can look through and stuff. Let's uh, have one episode that is just a game of it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what the but, hell? What? But uh, <laughs> yeah, you have all the players. One is infected, and they can't tell, and they can oh, spread the infection. Okay. And uh, but you have to go through all the rooms of the compound, and cool. like you you fight three versions of the thing. Damn. And uh, yeah, the person has to try to hide that they're the thing. One of the players is it is like a card, like a guess who kind of card game. No, thing? it's or? like a board, and you have the pieces. Like right. there are specific figures for every single character. Right, but is there like are you asking people questions? Like do you have to use no. like, deductive reasoning? At no, all? no, no, no. There's like items in different ways. <laughs> uh, I haven't played it yet, so I can't comment too uh, specifically about it. Right. Um, well, that's but, pretty cool. But you do obviously have to play it cool, like you're not the thing. Right. You know, hey, you the thing. I think because nah. I think you do have to like try to convince people <laughs> nah. that to do a certain plan, right? You know, and stuff like that. Can you play as try to... Keith David? Like you can choose. absolutely, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Okay. Childs. Every single one of them in this movie is you have to get a, mysteriously is a lost. You're too and, emotional, Childs. I would just keep figure. yelling at whoever is Childs. Yeah. you're too emotional. <laughs> yeah. What about Windows. No one's brought up yeah. Windows. Oh right, yet. No, you're right. I didn't even yeah. credit Windows. Windows is my boy. Looks like Jeff Lynn from ELO. And he's just he always does. Looks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does. he's always kind of out there. He you know? truly does. He's on a different level oh, than the man. rest of these guys. And also, this is the original Mac versus Windows. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> if you think also, about it. Mac pours his cocktail into his into computer. A computer, a Windows computer. <laughs> oh, Enough oh, of this. Don't even get me started on this. So this is a whole. He uh, gets mad for one second and ruins all ruins this very electronic chest. He game. probably doesn't own. Okay. What's he going to do for the rest of the winter? Cheap bitch. <laughs> okay, so I will... I'm going to dive right into that because that means something. All right? That's a big... Well, it is the first theory. shot of the movie, so it I think a fr- it's a good place to start. It is. It is. Uh, Second. Actually, uh, but, let me start but, with the ending. But just a quick synopsis, like, uh, on top of that. Like, right, yeah, they're, they're at McMurdo Station. Uh, this There's these Nordic people shooting at this dog in a helicopter, and the, they, they get the dog at McMurdo Station, and they... Uh, the Nordic guy actually sets up a grenade, blowing up one of the guys in a helicopter, and they shoot the other guy. Because, like, why you... They shoot, accidentally shoot one of the Americans, and... Uh, and he's running into the, the camp, guns yeah. a-blazing. Yeah. But this dog is an alien, uh, you know, the thing. And the thing uh, wants to take over other people and it perfectly imitates uh, a host. It can either take over... And uh, take into itself completely another being, or infect a being, and uh, make that being also mm-hmm. one of the. Uh, I'm not sure if, if it's a hive mind or if they're separate, but they are things. It's mm. something that I was wondering yeah. about the movie because mm. there it's are times where they say it's got to be like a hive mind, right? Because there's at, there's Little points of blood. when there's more than one thing, right? That's true, and I think they are operating on the same mo. They're right. on the same page, right? I think. Um, okay. But imitation is the right word. That's but, the word that they use. But this, this and imitation is the highest form of flattery, which we learned from this flarity. Yeah. as well. It's the, pronounced flarity. <laughs> imitation is the, f- the highest, highest form, form of flarity. flarity. I think we've got this episode's yeah. name. <laughs> highest form of flarity. There we go. It's fantastic. Is you That's being me. stoned right now? What? Uh, <laughs> uh, but this movie is great. So John Carpenter, uh, the shooting of this entire film was delayed for a year. So when he originally wanted to make it, it was delayed. So he had a lot of time to plan stuff out. And this movie is deceivingly complicated uh, for what it is. Yeah. There are a lot of strange uh, 
things and minutiae in this film that really fucking excite me. Uh, all, on top of being just a really cool movie and a cool just ensemble cast of like great actors. And cool um, physically, too, if you consider the temperatures. Yeah, it's also cool. It is. <coughs> <coughs> Yikes. Okay. Well, this last time Luke will be a guest on this, <laughs> on my podcast. I'm free. I'm sick of I'm free clarity. going forward for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm happy the, to be replaced. You're the, by you're a the new Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you, bud. Hey. See cool. You this will be my last podcast. <laughs> Dead, Dead last, last podcast. Baby. Oh. Um, now you know why it's called. This was a long game prank was the name of this. I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. This is going well. But I will say, so it, it starts off with him, McCready, in the beginning. He's playing chess against a computer that's only made for chess, and he pours whiskey into it after he loses, mm-hmm. which is a pretty waste of a computer when you're... <laughs> It's a pretty big waste when you're, you're not going to get another one of those probably probably have volumes you know there's not a lot of there is a surprisingly large amount of entertainment there but i think you need that because you're in an well, they have a ping pong table so yeah they have a ping pong table pool table arcade game you know yeah. but he destroys it with whiskey, whiskey. but uh, weed. they got him weed. him in doing that uh he concedes his loss to the computer pours whiskey into it ends that chess game and starts a new chess game, mm. uh, which begins immediately with him hand- handing Benning's whiskey and him drinking it, and then ends at the end of the movie with him conceding loss and letting Childs drink the whiskey, mm. which leads me to believe that Childs may be the thing. But we're going to get into that. Yeah. yeah. I have questions later. at the we're end. We're going to get into that later. Yeah. That, that's cool. Um, that's a cool theory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <coughs> and the whole movie itself mm. is kind of a chess game. It's predicting it is. the it's... next character's move before they do it. Is this mm-hmm. uh, entire movie just based in just paranoia yeah just raw paranoia some are some of it they're valid and feeling that way and they show sometimes their paranoia leads to just mistakes right you know all the time you don't know who's who who's what right so uh, let's talk about uh what the thing is and the rules Mm -hmm. of the thing yeah you want to give it a give it a shot okay well yeah so i mean basically you know it's it's this they're at this outpost the military outpost right uh, government. It's a government, government research, research facility. More scientific. Government research. Okay, okay. Yeah. So government Antarctica. research. Yeah. So they're out in Antarctica. Antarctica. They're at this post. Antarctic postmen. And um, mm-hmm. basically, yes. Male they, guys. The, 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 they do the mail. Human males. For uh, Antarctica. They are human males who yeah. also. So I, this just, is how like, it feels when someone, you're trying to explain Someone's going to get the letters guys, please stop from fighting. Santa. From Santa. They have to get the letters oh, from Santa. Oh, that's why they're up there. To America. Yeah. Yes. It's um, a midway. It's yes. A, Mac is Santa Claus. Yeah. And it, this is all about him rediscovering Christmas joy. Mm-hmm. And instead, the thing happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so somewhere along the way, yes, they find a dog. There is this. There's another camp of Norwegians. And the guys come there. And they're gun, you know, at least a guns blazing. They're shooting at everybody. They're like, what the fuck's going on? They go up to the camp. They check it out. The camp has been decimated, destroyed. They're burned bodies. They start to find some pretty fucking weird amalgamations of humans and burnt contorted faces and all this shit and basically what they discover is that whatever was over at this other post has reached them and so the thing essentially it manipulates or it it, it reproduces like cells it it, it creates it can create a perfect imitation Uh, and so you you have no idea what it is or what it looks like it's a dog clothing and personality right as well and there's some things that not clothing not clothing. Well, no, no, no. Clothing, yeah. Yeah. No. Clothing. That's a point of the whole movie, is that it, it it kills people when they're asleep, so it can get them in their underwear, so it can wear in their, the their clothing. That's why they keep sh- finding shredded underwear and stuff like that. Yeah. It it's, shreds the clothes. That's a giant crux 
of people trying to think whether they rightfully think someone's a thing or uh, casting dispersions on someone being a thing okay. is, is shredded clothing. So, with, or would you just say material goods? Because this is addressed. I don't. We're not going to review this at all. But I watched the thing from 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, which is debatable whether or not it's a reboot or not. Have you guys seen it? Well, yeah. it's a prequel. I saw it in the theater. You saw it in the theater? Okay, yeah. okay, cool. And whatever they try to do with that, I will not, I refuse to accept as any type of canon. That's fine. Yeah. For, That's uh, totally, and, and we won't for the sake of this yeah, podcast yeah. either. But it does raise some points, like a, a big point of contention in the thing. And right, you're. it's a prequel. Essentially what the new thing is about is the Norwegian camp that is mm-hmm. referenced in this movie. It's the story of that, only mm-hmm. it's from 2011 and way shittier. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the whole thing is that the they find... You got it. Um, they find out hmm. that hmm. it can't re- replicate. They find hmm. fillings on the on the floor, and so the girl realizes that whoever you know the the way that they they do their blood test is to look in everyone's mouth, and whoever doesn't have fillings is the thing because it can't replicate. Oh well, I had no fillings because I have not been at the dentist in ten years. So right. Try so to talk, I have no try fillings because me, I'm dead inside. Try to tell me that I'm a thing because I have poor dental health. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. And that's another plot hole. The movie is fucking stupid. Mm. But it, th- there are points like that. That's how, And they find, like, yeah. if somebody ha- doesn't have an earring and they used to, then they're the thing. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, though. It can't replicate. Right, it can't. It, it can't. Okay, so yeah. They, yeah, so, yeah. So that, they, I thought that, you were saying that it can. No, 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 it can't. Yeah, I'm just saying I, that I, it's I more that, of, it's I, more I, of I, a... I guess okay. I'm wrong. It's yeah. a central piece to the newer movie. But yeah, okay. you're right. That's a light... Yeah, because he finds, like, the Long Johns or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so they're okay. So you're basically saying like, what are the rules to the thing? Why don't you just yes. fucking say it? Because it seems like you know the answer. Okay. Well, I just wanted to berate you when you guys got them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Feel right. That's uh, basically what this podcast for is to make me feel intellectually. Uh, yeah. How's it going? Uh, superior. Pretty good <laughs> so far. Uh, I'm gonna be, uh, 25 episodes, and then I've been berating Luke every day, every moment. <laughs> That I can. Congratulations, uh, brother. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Uh, You're definitely nice, on top, sweet child. Thank you. Top billing. Thank you. This is my podcast. <laughs> See, I'm just happy to be here mm. for one last oh, episode. Uh, delicious Akasi. Shout out to yeah. Akasi. Yeah, shout out to, uh, to Akasi, by the way. Um, it tastes so, kind of like lighter fluid with a little bit of leather. Yeah, especially whatever, whatever mm. this flavor is. It's Nodes uh, of leather. Oh, well, I got yeah, I got the loads of leather. I got... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. It was Rob Halliford edition. <laughs> <laughs> loads of leather wine. <laughs> that old leathery boot taste yeah. and yeah. feel <laughs> it really kick you in the ass <laughs> walking after midnight okay uh, this is a Viognier and I have no idea what that is I've never had that type so of so what does before. this wine have to do with the thing uh, it, it's a know. tradition it, of, of Dead Last Podcast it's, oh no 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 this is, this is the, our sponsor our, we, we our, just have yeah, to mention pretty much sponsor. Hey, we but have this to, is the rules of the thing is the that you have thing. to be drinking Yes. Uh, well, so they, I, I, rules to be the fair, they never I'm stop off. drinking, which I don't blame them That's for. True. But I also don't think it's necessarily right that they have that much booze on, in such an isolated place. It mm. seems like it probably Mac lead to may a have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who was it that um, that that accused this movie of just being a JMP whiskey commercial? Somebody, <laughs> somebody just said that, and it really like hurt Carpenter's feelings. Oh man, uh, it, it's a. Uh, also, I think it's kind of one of those movies that's like all male cast but it's beyond reprieve of like not having a woman is like no you can't you couldn't well apparently a woman was like, cast in the movie and really couldn't, and couldn't make it for last minute they had to replace them oh damn because like, i thought it was like kind of realistic of having just like I, yeah I think 12 so. dudes like have one woman it, the t- that dynamic get, works for would, this movie get fucked up and bad yeah. especially in the 80s you know yeah and that's um, why the new thing i feel like they're they cast the elite as a woman just to kind of shake an american that up too 
Yeah, that, to, uh, and it's kind of the outsider Mew? though, and it really did not Mary Elizabeth fucking work. Yeah, it's I, Mew, I mean, and, and, yeah. and Mew's great. Mary Elizabeth yeah. Winstead, she's yeah. great, but the the character they give her, she's you know she's Kurt Russell's character, and she's just Kurt Russell is so just sure headed and just here's what we're gonna do this, and you're gonna shut the fuck up, and I'm gonna tie you to this chair, and everything Mew does, and she's just kind of like yeah. she's like hard headed American. Maybe we shouldn't see. I don't know. Like she's she's just very unsure. It's the right. Yeah. She's a good actress, but, but I, the I, writing is terrible. I think I think it was a shitty movie, but I think I will excuse that character because I think she is mostly she's our point of view because she's American going into this world of these Norwegians mm-hmm. where like you know they they don't all speak English and like what's going on. She's kind of the outsider coming in, right. so we're kind of just like a point of view as opposed to like where we're thrust into this thing. Yeah, but she you also know, just like, figures shit out too easily. She just like knows things mm-hmm. that no. She draws conclusions that aren't realistic. The thing is so good because you're with them along this line of thought, and as they discover things, you discover things. Yeah, that's true. But you can get That's back true. to your. Uh, what what am I, I? I will just still harp on the movie for a second. The, I think the best part about the movie is that uh, because you see the Norwegian camp in the original thing, uh, they really try to recreate yeah. that uh, aesthetically to a very good point. Mm-hmm. You can and you can also watch the new th- uh, 2011 thing and the old thing back to back, and it is it flawlessly goes because it ends right pretty much exactly where the new one begins with them chasing the dog which i thought was kind of cool but it doesn't Mm -hmm. excuse the movie kind of being shitty and it 100 percent does not excuse them going cgi for the the best practical effects in any movie of all time inexcusable to be honest with you and to be and to be fair that that's you can't you can't fault the the thing itself either it was directed by wow, really, Mathijus Van Heijingen. Oh, that's my boy. They're just doing that to fuck with me on this podcast. But um, they like they they went. The studio demanded tons of reshoots. They tried the cast tried to do st- remain faithful to the practical effects, and the studio was just like, nope, can't do that. And even like the end of the movie, I don't have to talk about it right now. But they had a cool ending for this movie that they had to completely nix to the point. <clears throat> basically, I'll just say it. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. It, they, no, they, no one's gonna watch this movie. No, it, and I completely yeah. recommend you do not. Yeah. It fucking sucks, and it really is a slap in the face of the original. But the the one thing that was cool was the concept at the end is that um, Mew ends up on the ship that uh, that we see at the very beginning of the original thing, and she gets in it. And the concept was supposed to be that they find this big dead space captain and tons of other dead aliens. Sounds and that, like Alien. <clears throat> it, it, well, right, Alien or Alien versus Predator. And the the concept is that it's a species going around in a ship that's collecting different specimens, and that the thing broke out, and the thing is why they crashed and broke out of the spaceship, and now it's oh, raining. Oh, nice. Her. Okay. So that was supposed to be the concept, which is pretty cool. But literally, they and they had a whole finale shot, like with this, like with um one of the main characters as the thing, and the studio was just like, nope, can't do that. So she gets into the spaceship, and you know, there, there's like this big um, there's this uh. There's this, like, holographic, like, CGI, like, device on the screen that looks like a map or something, and you, you don't know what it is, not explain. It's literally CGI covering up that dead captain that they had an actual set piece for. They didn't <laughs> really? want to acknowledge it, so they're like, let's oh, just damn. put a bubbling CGI thing here, and that'll be a map or something, it'll cover it up. Because uh, I, bu- I buy that And they reshot more. the whole ending, and, I, and it's terrible yeah. CGI then. It, it, it's just such a shame. I, I they way more than, like, over the, the, the thing movie. built is just, like, the guy that just knows has this giant ship and stuff like that. It doesn't seem... No. That, that's also one of my big problems even with the 
the first movie is the, is him building a ship. I'm like, think that's really weird, right? To have that knowledge, as it, it, it's strange to understand what the brain dynamics are. I think I can understand like uh, the instincts of being one of those, but to know how to build a spaceship that's when like the, your cells have replicated into it's the hive mind that you were. It's strange. I guess about. that's true. I yeah. guess that's true, dude. I mean, if you um, even think about the little beads of blood that are their own organism yeah at one point you know it's definitely a, a hive mind so they have yeah they're probably working towards a goal i guess of, that's true it's probably one from one point and it's just every you know, cell is not trying every, to skip ahead is, yeah yeah is to get is to that part the piece that of the whole about. but to, mm-hmm. to say like i've been trying that i've been uh getting distracted from the rules of the thing the thing it either wants yeah either wants to take you into itself and make it a part of you or infect you and make it uh a part of you make, right. make you a part of it or make it a part of you okay you know? so so we can do it that it doesn't necessarily uh, un- kill you it doesn't replace you it, it can, can it be can you and then you can its... slowly be getting infected and yeah. die which i think is what happens to norris in this movie yes um which right. is it's one not of my to- it's not totally mm-hmm. spelled out completely in uh in the movie but i think you can take enough information in order mm. to kind of like formulate that though again that, that's kind of like it's great what it is yeah yeah it, no um, it can be kind of i, I remember as seems... a kid never really getting out like what the fuck is it is it a spider thing is it a bunch of wool tentacles sometimes it, it's the dog sometimes it's right. the human sometimes it's a spider which I don't know where that came from, but it's very cool to see. That's yeah. what that's what's you know? so exciting I mean, about this is because uh, like John Carpenter when he said to do this, he was like, I do not want to see the same monster on screen more than once. Man, dude, it, it is, and it's they yeah. pull it off so now, well. Rob Bottin, who is who is uh, Rick Baker's protege for special effects, he was like uh, the overseer, well, like just like working with just. A team of like thirty six people. It costs more than a million dollars in like special effects, right. and he was still what like twenty two, twenty three years old. Yeah, wow. twenty three years old, overseeing all of this, putting all these people on the same page, and Stan and Winston basically creatures. working like under him, right? Like Stan. Oh, Win- I don't know. I don't Stan know. Winston did some work on this. He's not really? credited. Maybe some hands on stuff. They, they thank him in the credits. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. some like consulting because because well, he was Rick yeah. Baker's protege, not right. Stan Winston. No, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, but so, Stan Winston strange. is credited as helping because the. The, the 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 younger kid he was apparently like super fatigued from just this intensive thing. I bet that's so much for that age. Yeah. I, this into, might be my gold standard for practical it, effects. It would hundred percent. I think I, I enjoy it even more so than American Werewolf in London. The, it, the effects of this there. movie are they sound alien, you know. But like it, this one, woo, and just to, there, to yeah. just to to come to the conclusion to like do these things to make these the creatures because they're so random and out of this world yeah and just fucking crazy gross and and scary like just the creativity to to try to make this happen alone or like before even doing it technically to just imagine it is is unknowable to me and that's why the new one is and it's the last i even want to mention because i said everything i want to but it's why it's so insulting it's because if you're going to take a movie that has such groundbreaking practical effects and just add do superimpose it with like more tentacles and more teeth all in cgi it's it is it's it's a slap in the face effects still a thing I mean, this might they're be a dumb back. question. They're coming back. back. We, we talk about it. Yeah, I, I, would I like think it's to making see it. a comeback. It's just, some of the CGI yeah. is just so good that it's so stupid. A movie that's the, more uh, that feels like more inspired by this movie than the new thing is The Void. 
You guys yeah. seen The Void? Yeah, 100%. We've talked a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I haven't. Yo, I think you've got to watch you it. you got to see The Void. Okay. Anybody who likes The Thing should see The Void. Super thing inspired. Okay. Yeah, a lot Super. of big, crazy alien. It like takes place in a hospital. It's inspired by a lot of horror movies, but it's very John Carpenter thing inspired. And this big, crazy human. It's like an amalgamation of people and tentacles. It's kind of like the Trapper Keeper from South Park. Oh yeah, like okay. Which is Aki- also Akira inspired style. by the thing. What's sure. more Akira? And well, totally. Like yeah. actually Akira. Yeah. But there's a lot of the thing references in South Park episodes over the years. There's oh yeah, yeah, it is. a lot of shit with the, the ginger episode the, where they literally do the the test. The blood uh, test. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, blood exactly, test is exactly. fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forget about that. That's great. Yeah, they they love the thing. Um, yeah, As but practical should. effects are coming back. As far as the new Star Wars, Keep Doom like and this new one, for whatever mm-hmm. my misgivings were about it, there's, he's still toned the line. We're trying to do a lot of practical effects, and it's coming a lot back in uh, in just a lot of movies. Because I think we, we've really, we, we've reached the peak, I think, of like... Okay, the dazzle in our eyes of like, oh, CGI, it's so easy. We can do right. anything. But uh, there's a lot of people beckoning back to the artistry and like how hard it is and how much better it honestly looks. It, it's just to see practical effects. It's hard. They're better. They're so much better. More, but it makes the experience better. Yeah. And it's exciting because how much more things can we even pull off now in practical effects that we couldn't back then to like have a resurgence and really try the, to like cash right all yeah. this stuff out? It could, it's cool yeah, yeah it's really cool and it's just so much more interesting like you guys know how they made the thing logo look like how it does that iconic shining through the light oh thing. I, I yeah i do know actually it, I, it's like they fucking like put like a gar- they like lit a garbage, a garbage bag, bag on, 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 aqua- on an aquarium in a tank yeah, of, on, yeah yeah on top of an aquarium they had a light inside an aquarium right and put a garbage bag on top and like lit lit it so it like revealed the letters yeah. like in this right way it's like it's no no, you know, no yeah. director would go that. through that just for the credits for the for a credit yeah, sequence yeah. there for a title it's amazing but we're also in the age of just audience input and directors are tweeting pictures from the set and if the audience doesn't like like if Zack snyder posts a picture of batman like with a big cod piece he's like check out batman's big mm-hmm. cod piece and audience goes stupid Zack snyder's gay i hate this <laughs> he's like whoa, whoa, whoa sorry sorry yeah, yeah. got Please. rid of the cod piece uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, batman's not guy. in it anymore sorry sorry yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's it's There's embarrassing there now how, yeah it's yeah. embarrassing how apologetic fucking directors are and but it's also it's like Jura- jurassic world yeah they're cucks jurassic world got a lot of backlash for the little how little practical effects were and so now in the new movie the new fallen kingdom they're supposed to have a big call back to practical effects and it's just so. because the audience whined about it but also especially Good. keep whining especially audience because but keep whining keep whining because nobody we, if, if that if whining gets us back to practical effects then i guess i guess fine you know whine on doesn't need to be every movie but bring yeah. it back, do I, it well. Because I do get it, especially for like the thing of Jurassic Park. Cause we cause Rick, cause Rick Baker, yeah, because <laughs> Rick Baker did Jurassic Park, and the special effects right. hold up. Well, great. Stan Winston did Jurassic Park. No, Rick Baker. Stan Winston. No, Rick Baker. No. Um, I don't know. Uh, but the the special effects like hold up fantastic in both those movies, and to like, for especially to be like the pinnacles of like. Uh, a special effects and just go to like shitty CGI that sucks. It's yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's disrespectful in a way. Yeah, yeah, um, it is. But I mean, God, this movie. But it's, it's amazing. We were yeah. watching. Uh, me and Sarah were watching like behind the scenes, uh, like special effects stuff and like about how they did a lot and just like uh, when the the first scene where you see the thing in uh in the kennel right when it's the dog and it yeah. just the face splits open also amazing dog actor that yeah dog actor he, he literally de- is deserves. supposed to be a really good 
dog actor. Really? Because he, he was. Like, Good he was boy. creepy. He moved right. Like, it was... It, really fucking creepy and he was great yeah and that's what it said it was waiting to be rest in peace alone whatever his dog name was (laughs) Um, it was waiting i don't think it even said because it was the norwegian dog or from the norwegian mm. camp well i'm saying like whatever whatever the the real dog's name was you know good boy we'll call him good boy here he was great r.i.p good boy you were a fucking good you know who you are out there yeah yeah in in dog hell you're such a good man all dogs go to hell um is that true yeah i think so but when he transforms into the original thing, uh, yeah. you know, the skull falls off, all the tentacles. Stan Winston won the Oscar. All the dogs are so scared. Park. You're wrong, dude. It... Stan Winston, Oscar winning special effects. Luke Oscar is Oscar showing Park. Brandon the Search laptop with the. I did. Rick correct Baker info. Is, um, had nothing to do with Jurassic Park. Well, you don't know anything. <laughs> this sorry. is my podcast now. Hey, bitch. I'm talking about the thing, not Jurassic Park. Why are you looking this up right now? Yeah, hey, let's get back True. to the thing let's here. Huh? Let's get back on track. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they just use like cream corn and bubble gum and mayonnaise and like just all this stuff to just like make it gross. Like I guess they originally used, uh, when they're doing the autopsy scenes, they kept yeah. using like original, like real. Real uh, organs. Right? Organs. Well, he so said like, that they the, try to do that a lot in movies, but like they're like, yeah, we left it out for a day. And they said just everything smelled was there. like garbage. Yeah, when they were trying to figure out what it was, they said these, all the correct organs we're in there, huh. um, maybe not in the right place, but oh, right, right. this thing is obviously human or trying to become human. Right. So that's that's an amazing scene too. That's with the um, he's trying to revive him. Oh no, that's later. Never mind. Oh no, yeah, yeah. they're just doing the autopsy yeah, on yeah, the autopsy. one that oh, they yeah. that they took from yes, the, yes, uh, from the Norwegian which was camp still site. smoking, still smoking. Yes, yeah, when they bring it to the different camp. Right, and it's on the table, and it's still smoking. <laughs> yeah. Or I feel like maybe Love it was that. just so cold, and now it's warming up, okay. but still has flesh on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It I mean, might not be it's dead. More, more misting. They, yeah, these cells aren't dead; they're still activity. Is that true? These cells. That's great. Who is your favorite character besides McGreedy? Both of you. Ooh, um, Giles, hundred percent. Windows, so Keith, David. Giles does rule. Windows does is the homie. Um, I like him a lot. Um, Vance Norris isn't my favorite. But that is my favorite, like, transformation. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. His is the most iconic. And, I mean, it goes into so many. It goes into the the, the head moving with the tongue. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that, that, one's, that one's perfect. It stretches out. I really uh, like uh, Fuchs, like the red-headed oh, guy. Oh, yeah. It's so one of the first ones to get taken. When, that's when they, where he's, like, sh- in oh, the no, chair that's, uh, and he's shaking. That's Bennings. Okay, yeah. Bennings. Fuchs is a guy who dies outside. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, what, and they what, say that he Bennings killed is, himself, which I believe is true. Bennings well, is killed by the one that they're doing the autopsy on from the other camp. No, that yeah, yeah, Bennings. Yes. Is, yeah. Who's yes. the one that when they they see him ru- that he runs yeah. out? Turn on the music. I got shot today. That's Bennings. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. Yeah, Bennings. Yes. I just really like yeah when they go and he drops to his knees and he's almost in final. But he's got like the tentacle hands. And he just looks at them yeah. and he gives. Like, <gasps> Yes, it's so, that, that that is an image that that stuck with me ever since I was a kid. Really creepy. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, he's the first one to turn to the yeah. thing. Yeah, I like that. Um, part a lot. Well, I don't <laughs> think he. I don't think he is. But but also, so th- there are uh, one of the biggest things in this movie to pay attention to is coats and uh, in the the second most important thing is sound. Oh man, the so, sound is so good in this movie. So one the of the wind. one of the craziest mm-hmm. fucking things that I've never seen 
in any movie is a plot noise or it's just like a, a plot point boiled down to a noise, something that yeah. you do not see. So there's a point where they're like, okay, so we're going to go test everyone's blood and then we'll see who's the thing. We'll do a blood test. They go to the fridge and it's all cut. It's all cut up. Someone right. sabotaged it. Somebody got to the blood. And they start arguing about the keys. Who had the keys? Who had the keys? It was either the captain or the doctor. And he said, like, Windows Bar, maybe. Windows, when he walks in to seeing Bennings um, being assimilated, you hear him spinning it. And then when he stops, you hear the keys drop and fall to the floor. Huh. Very, very Whoa. loudly. It's fucking crazy. Oh, that's cool, yeah. And, and that is why I think he why he reacts to that situation after that happens, he freaks out and he goes and punches the window and like tries to take a shotgun out. Because right. I think he knows that he had the fucking keys. Right. And he lost them, so they're going to blame him. Right. Yeah. But it's just this huge point. It, it's it's super obvious. Like, I don't wow. think you can even argue about it. If yep. you do, like, pay attention and you listen to mm-hmm. it, like, yeah, he just, it's just, he drops the keys. Wow. To the floor. Yeah. Uh, and it's wild. I think that's so fucking cool. That is cool. So he got to the blood. I don't, don't think he did. He dropped the keys. I think someone else oh, picked up. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I, I see what you because mean. Because he was not he was not infected until uh, the the chair scene. Yes. When he was one of the That's first people to be cleared. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just feeds into the, the whole just raw paranoia of this entire right. film of everyone blaming each other. Yeah. And I just love there's the constant sound of wind outside and it mm-hmm. creates just this feeling of uneasiness the whole time. First goddamn week of winter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so creepy. Um, so the sound design's awesome, but then we we have to talk about the score by Ennio Morricone. Oh, of course, my man, dude. My man. Um, he's wow. famous for doing like all the spaghetti westerns. He never leaves us. He comes back to he. he start we started this podcast with him. You, oh, you're right. And he yeah, keeps yeah. coming back. I mean, he is just Ennio Morricone. I, I I honestly I'll go to bat for that guy over any of the other famous scorers. He does. He'll fuck with any fucking genre and yeah. kill it, dude. No. He's not like a John Williams, like, basic bitch who kind of, like, does this. He does a lot of good stuff. Watch what you say about this, It's kind of the same thing, kind of same type of movie every goddamn time. Like, you know, it's a lot of classic, classical fanfare kind of. He, he reuses old tropes, yeah. yeah. And he phones Z- Zimmer, him sometimes. Zimmer, too. He's, he's kind of like a one-trick pony. Ennio, I think, is the most dynamic a uh, film composer that has ever existed and fucking kills it. I love Ennio Morricone. I feel like it sort of reminds me of another score, and I can't think of what it is. Hey, I want to say, yeah. okay, maybe that's it. Because they use say they, they use discarded uh, scoring from the thing for Hateful Eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. By maybe Ennio that's Morricone. It. But I because thought it's in the Scarface, like, there's kind of uh, some of the like more like dramatic parts. There's kind of like that. Maybe. I but don't know. You, you I, know I what? Know. Maybe it is Hateful Eight. Who, who did the music for Scarface? Um, um, composed by Italian record producer Giorgio Morador. So. Okay. Probably heavily influenced. Yeah. Italianos. It's, uh-huh. there's, there's, a, there's a similarity there. It's, oh, yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, he, he's most famous for, like, Fistful of Dollars. And, and, yeah, um, he did all the Western and, stuff. And all the, the Western stuff. But this one... They, I think it was Jerry Goldsmith or something. This was the first John Carpenter movie that he didn't score himself that yeah. he directed. And so they wanted to go with like Jerry Goldsmith or something, but he couldn't do it for whatever reason. So they went with Ennio Morricone, and he did like kind of an homage to a John Carpenter score. I mean, it's very minimal, dark yeah. synth. If a lot you of recall people, my intro singing tonight. Yeah, I think a lot of people think John Carpenter did it. 
Yeah, you well, know? because it sounds like him. Yeah, bum, yeah, bum. it really does. It sounds just like him. And ironically, so he was nominated. This score, this score was nominated for Razzie when it came out. Like that. Fuck off. I know. Yeah. Being that it's the worst. Yeah. People yeah. did yeah. not like this movie. When it, it came this out. movie that which leads Good to the next God. thing. This just got really poor critical reception, and John Carpenter really took it to heart. Like the director of the original said that he really didn't like it, and John Carpenter was really just kind of confused, which rightfully so. I mean, he crafted an incredible movie. Yeah, like, yeah. And I would it's be not, so confused. Yeah, and, I'd be and like, "Who am I? Cast, Why do I do this?" The set, like, right. The everything. The and yeah, yeah, sure, it's horror, and, and I, I think maybe it was a little too intense, like visually. It's like and weren't people, ready for. Oh, it. Thank you. People That's... like Siskel and Ebert, k- k- who k- are really shallow when it comes to that shit, and they just you know, oh, are they doing bloody, now? So what? what you... <laughs> It's bloody, so no thinking. <laughs> but like classless, so, yeah, it, the fucking idiots. Uh, the idiots are who didn't like it. It's regarded now as an all-time classic. Yeah. But I have a couple different theories as to why it wasn't regarded. Um, why it got such poor reception. This movie came out the same day as Blade Runner. Oh damn! Isn't that fucking kind of crazy. Yeah, so yikes! It, it's like Blade Runner was the fucking sci-fi movie to see. That's what everyone's gonna see. But this also came out two weeks after fucking E.T. Jesus. Oh, so damn. this is going up against some like heavy sci-fi fucking you classics. know like, some real classics here. And the yeah. thing is, in its own league, it's very. I mean, every one of those movies are great for its own reason. I think, this but you can see why both. this. I, I agree. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is my by without a doubt my favorite out of the three. But those are the those are going to be the box office and the critic darlings, yeah, yeah. not this. Yeah. So I think this movie just largely got overshadowed by that. Yeah, it's which a much, is a shame. It's a much more adult uh, movie too. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's intense, and, and people can't get past the vis- the visceral stuff. But it's not even like it's a bloody movie. I mean, these we talked about it. The, they're practical effects, and they're visceral and intense yeah. and in your face. It's a lot of like bubbling and dripping. Yeah, and, you yeah it's, know, gross, it's, very but it's, it's gross, gross, but not it's imagery. Gore. No, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's not like a saw movie. It's not. It's not gratuitous, it, but it, it is intense, and that unfortunately blinds a lot of critics and especially back in 1982 yeah, and Ebert can just continually suck our dicks yeah they're all they're they are enemies of the show like ever since our second episode where we realized that like uh um what was it it, it was siskel who uh doxed betsy palmer for being in friday the 13th and right. told all these people yeah, her right. address so they could send her fucking hate man. right oh yeah like kind of pos a fucking piece of shit yeah good lord yeah, yeah. like goddamn dude yeah yeah, fuck them. And I think I I, I also I'm, th- I'm just thinking about in the context of when this came out. So Alien was um, seventy eight, seven or nine. Okay, so I mean it's right after Alien, and we can seventy nine. It's seventy nine. Yeah. So I mean you can, we you can't knock how much this was inspired by Alien. I mean yeah. there's a lot of similarities. Um, sure, or something inside. You know, well, the but more like the synopsis a, that you gave for the twenty eleven, which was the uh, was supposed to be before. It sounds like Alien, you know. I don't know. I I disagree somewhat it, with, the, with the, the with new the one. Here seems feels like this. Alien versus Predator, honestly, and it was the same production team yeah. did it. That's kind of why I disagree with the comparison for the original because this is really? more of a movie about paranoia than uh than uh, of vers- a versus a creature organism. Goes, but look at though. the you plot know? point. I mean, you're talking about I- isolation. You're talking about desperation in isolation it's a it's a a group of people in the most remote part of the earth versus the most remote part of space and it's them versus one thing sure uh but a small group i think the the theme of like what drives the movie is a lot different than yeah totally alien Alien is a haunted house movie in space but if you think about it like the thing it's like a haunted 
outpost. It's more body snatchers than it is alien. It, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think I plot wise, it's I don't know. They're very they're very similar. It's like a ragtag group. Everyone's kind of drinking and smoking, and yeah, and then shit happens, and everyone has to get their shit in order real quick. And one person has to r- raise up and and be the guy. It's Sigourney and alien. It's Blair. You know, Blair it, maybe in this one. Or well, no, 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 he goes against. Well, the green, Kurt is just kind of takes the yeah. fucking reins, and he's just like, yeah. "Here's what we're gonna do." And it's also, yeah. you know, like hella dynamite. There's hella dynamite in this. Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, I guess the flamethrower doesn't get introduced into until Aliens, but um, I don't know. I th- there's a lot the of flamethrower is the star of this movie. The flamethrower is. Flamethrower is great. Yeah, epic. It's a very key item in the board game. I'm sure. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna want to collect that. Yeah, I'm sure. That's uh, that's got to be one of my favorite parts too. But, I uh, love he just like has a flamethrower for most of the movie. Like I'm pretty sure yeah. somebody like lights a cigarette or something at some point. <laughs> there I, is. Me, I think I've shown you this, but in my apartment and in maybe four apartments, my friend, what up, Greg? He ripped off a pizza box while we were watching the thing and wrote "back off, back way off" on my ref- and left it on my refrigerator. <laughs> and so it's been on back four nice, refrigerators in my apartment. Nice. So nice. <laughs> I'm always giving a shout out to uh, nice. the thing every time I eat, there which is go. a lot. <laughs> because That's I think awesome. uh, what, what appeals to me the most about the movie, like, uh, I also I want to say, so the, the first time I watched this movie, I had never heard of it ever. Um, it it mm, was on the, the cost of me becoming a horror boy. It was, I was probably the, uh, no, I was probably a freshman in high school. We were watching a lot of horror movies, but uh, I was staying over at my friend's house. We often would go over and just like sleep in his basement. We just like drink and smoke weed and like do whatever. Those are the uh, good times. Yeah, there were like two other people sleeping. Me, and my buddy Taylor. I'm like, oh, we'll put a movie. Go to bed too. Like, find this DVD that my buddy brought over. The the thing. Okay, put that on. We put it on, and we were both just like, we were both just like sitting straight up the whole time. Like we were about so to go to good. bed, and we were just like. We had no idea what to expect and what was yeah, happening. It's like, like, just zero idea of what this movie was. And, like I, we thought it sounded stupid. It's called the fucking thing. Yeah, you know, a little like, lazy, don't you? think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the and damn, dude, that at that moment I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. this movie. This is always like this bad. is something. The, the one liners alone. I yeah. mean, it's a great horror movie with with so much, but the one liners, man. <laughs> Every character has John something amazing great. to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I, I saw it the first time with um, my godfather Pete, who's gotten me into horror and s- introduced me to most horror movies when I, that I've really been into um, as a kid. I remember I, we watched this like in my I lived on a log cabin on top of a mountain, like is where I grew up in Connecticut. And I mean, I just remember like in that log cabin, if it was windy and cold out, you heard the wind everywhere in the house, you know, and it was a constant. And it's just fucking creepy. It can become a soothing sound, though. It, it can be soothing, <laughs> but it's also fucking creepy. Yeah. And he showed me this. He's like, oh, you haven't seen the thing. You know, we, we're going to watch the thing. I think I had like a couple friends over. And it was like snowy out on top of a mountain, you know, showed us a movie. And we all just went out afterwards Perfect with flashlights setting. and started making forts and playing. <laughs> I mean, it was just so cool. We went outside and we're like, oh, all right, cool. We're in the thing now, you know. <laughs> um, that's, that's the thing about these movies, you know, like I, why I thought they were good. The, mo- the Shining and The Thing don't have much in common outside of the themes of isolation mm. and snow and stuff. But the environment plays such an integral part to both yes when you're you're fucking cold when you're watching yes. this movie yeah. man. <laughs> yeah like yeah. you're yes. sitting there and yeah. and, and the better movie, than ac yeah it really <laughs> is man anybody broken ac yeah they're still on the thing but you're just in you're in like i said it's enthralling you're in this world and 
and the the, the climate and, so, and the location so tiny, is so it's easy. You know the guys. It's just, it's, right, you're just you're in there, there with them. them. You're in yeah. that little hut. You're feel. You're one. You're trying to figure out who's the thing. You're trying to figure out. You're just like. It, but that that atmosphere puts you right in it, and it's something that both these movies do so well. It's uh, and it's why I'm gonna watch Hateful Eight, you know, this winter again, just because I want to hear more of the score. And I'm just now I just like want to start watching more Blizzard movies. And then like, Bone just, Tomahawk yeah. next summer. I haven't watched it. Bone Tomahawk was okay. I need to rewatch that. I love it. But it also I want to do a ravenous it. Bone Tomahawk episode. Oh, oh that yeah. would be cool. Hell that could yeah. be cool. <laughs> I will <laughs> listen to the shit out of that one. Pioneer cannibalism. Yes. Or if you can't make yes. it, Luke, I'll be there. For okay, yeah. If I'm out by that time, you can replace <laughs> me. Ravenous is fucking. Yeah, you told me to watch Ravenous. You or my buddy Tom Bindi. I told you to do it because we were talking about. Yeah. Fuck you, Bindi. No. <laughs> we, we were talking about um, Bone Tomahawk, and I was like, yeah. oh, you got to check out Ravenous. Yes. Yeah. Ravenous, I... Uh, Both. The, the ending Great. to Ravenous is very on par with the ending of The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Should we get, so can we get, can we get into the ending? Do we, is, yeah. Oh, no, I want to talk about a little you more. You want to talk about oh, the plot yeah, a little no, more? No, no, no. Yeah, uh, right, so, we'll so here is my... He, here is my understanding uh, that I wrote down of the timeline of who is infected by the thing and when and what. Okay. Because I think the best part about it is like trying to figure out who is actually infected because the the best part of this movie is that it just doesn't it, it, it punishes people for being wrong about being paranoid. They're not always right every time. Like mm-hmm. Clark gets killed because Clark is acting has been weird the whole time. Mm-hmm. Blair's like watch Clark. Clark was alone with those dogs the whole time. Watch Clark, Clark Clark is just a fucking watch Clark. Weird. Clark's, just, Clark's just a fucking weirdo. Right. You Clark's know? just like is a that's dog. Just, he's just a dog guy. That's we just, all know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's just a Clark's personality. A he only yeah, likes he was dogs. alone with the dogs. You know? It's the only person you yeah. relate to. Yeah. And uh so he's just a weirdo, but it's yeah. so like we can totally buy he's like, oh he's the thing. He's the like, whole no. time I hadn't seen this in years and I was wondering the whole time I was like, is Clark fucking the thing? No, and he's just never And is. he's just never is. Never is. It tries their time to create Were you alone with the dog? Yeah, for a little while. Yeah, yeah, he was like and he's looking at him. Yeah. So the dog was just wandering around camp all day. Yeah, just And then the moment they lock him up with the dogs. Yeah. It's like, well, that's yeah. the other thing that yeah, because Clark acts so dumb. He's like, yeah, I'm just wandering around the c- camp. Well, I don't know, two, three hours. Yeah, why right. are you looking at me weird? He's right. like, you can't put that together, Clark. Like, like I mean, this movie what? is <laughs> it, uh, when you boil it down, is kind of like just like a whodunit slash slasher movie. Yeah, because I was also gonna say Friday Thirteenth came out two years before as well, 1980. And there's a big element to this movie. It, this could just be a serial killer. One of them is a killer, and they don't know who it is. It is, but just more more tactfully. But it's more, like, it, yeah. it's more cleverly done. Yeah. There, there's more attention to detail. But this movie just combines so many elements of horror and does it in such a unique and original way. So it's so good for that. Well, because uh, yeah, and also uh, Blair. You never know when Blair turns because Blair freaks out. Destroys all so this. So Blair's stuff. the doctor in the beginning Blair's who starts for breaking right. the radio. Right, right. Okay, you so, don't so, understand. So, so here's my timeline. Right, here's my timeline. Wait, before you get in the timeline, can I just mm-hmm. ask one question about yes. Doctor Blair? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Doctor Blair's computer really quick because Doctor Blair is the first character. Wilfred Brimley, he kind of figures out what's going on with the thing, and that's mm-hmm. why he starts breaking love... down all the comms. What Wh- computer program? Is what that? <laughs> computer program is that? Because it's like a blob goes. It's like blah alien goes over to person. T- turns into dog. It's like what could be? He's and like then, computer. <laughs> tell me how does how long does the thing take to turn into a dog? Siri. Mm, three hours. I see. Okay. And how long until it infects the world? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Eight there hours. Is. Eight yeah. in approximately eleven hours, the world will be infected. He's like, okay, guys, I've done some calculations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's alpha Thanks, version Mr. of Siri. Mm. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. 
You can't question 80s computers. But it's hilarious. You have to let them be. He has a program that <laughs> analyzes yeah. you have to this let thing. Them be. <laughs> you have to. You I can't do it, it to them. them. That's, that would be a good, so, the, the a good filmmakers are so excited about it as a plot right. device. They're like, trust me, they're one day so excited. Computers, computers will be able to yeah, figure yeah, this out. Exactly. And that's what they're banking on. Yeah. You know, They're not yeah. banking on it just being completely unbelievable, but they love it so much. They're not much of a premise, so but excited got, about the computers. idea. Yeah. You know, you got to let them have it. you got to let them run with Isn't it. Isn't this kind of a plot hole? Uh, it's a computer, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> one day they'll be able to figure that kind of shit yeah. out. If they have, if we can even get there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know if computers are going to be more advanced yeah. than this. <laughs> yeah. What color? Yeah. What's going to be other than green text on black? Yeah. How is that going to work? Oh, my God. It's not going to work. It's not. <laughs> okay. So here is Brandon's timeline. All right. Okay. So dog comes in late that first night. You see the dog go into the room. You see a silhouette of a person. Yeah. Could be Norris. Could be Palmer. I do truly believe that is Palmer. Okay. So Palmer is the guy with the cutoff jacket. And Palmer's kind of the, the old, weed. the older guy. Yeah. Oh, he's not the guy smoking all the weed. No, he smokes weed and has the cutoff denim. That's oh, Palmer. okay. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Cap yeah. Cooper okay. is the guy. Cooper's with the, the old guy. guy. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. Doctor Copper, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they find some cut up underwear in in the thing. That is Palmer's underwear. He's the first one uh, okay. actually infected. Mm-hmm. The thing that they took from uh, the Norwegian campsite comes alive because it's warm right we yes. know that for a fact and mm. then it tries to take benning and absorb him completely and they kill benning and that thing that thing's gone palmer only exists uh he goes out to uh <coughs> he he is the one when fuchs is alone and he he tells um a greedy about who's like hey i think we should all prepare our own meals i'm studying this thing right. whatever he walks away. Power goes out. Mm-hmm. See someone cross. Go outside. That is Palmer. He follows Palmer out. Uh, Palmer is on his way to McGreedy's uh, shack in order to frame him. On that way, mm-hmm. uh, Fuchs and Palmer get into a tiff where Palmer might try to take him over because right. McGreedy says that it looks like maybe he let himself on fire, which I think is what happened. He started to take him over, and he understands what it is, and Fuchs killed himself by letting himself on fire. Okay. Uh, then Palmer goes up to McCready's shack, gets uh, some type of His underwear or, or clothing or something with whatever said name McCready on it, on it. Yeah. and uh, just kind of like fucks it up and leaves it for someone to find, which Charles finds. Uh, somewhere along the way, like, uh, eventually they go all inside and they're going to go out and look for Fuchs. Uh, uh, he's like, Palmer, you go with windows. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going with fucking windows. Cause yeah. he's trying to spread paranoia and shit like that. Right. Cause he already suspect windows for like, his weird, the, he already grabbed the gun, the gun at whatever. that yeah, point. Right? Tackled him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So right. he's trying to fan the flame. Yeah. Uh, so instead, they're like, fine, Windows, you come with us. You stay inside with Norris. Norris, he infects Norris somehow. That's where the uh, kind of a big divide is, is, uh, is, is how did he infect Norris? Yeah. You know, because Norris, you can see him physically changing. Like, he starts to get sick. Like, he has a heart attack yeah, and yeah, yeah. dies. Yeah. And there's all of a sudden things. So he was not infected like the other, th- uh, like the other things where he was taken over. He was infected on some type of cellular level, whether it be food, like Fuchs implied, mm-hmm. uh, 
or something else. Uh, but also, one thing I did forget is that when Palmer goes outside to do the thing at a McCready's shack, he also inf- infects Blair. Because when they go outside to look for Fuchs, they go to Blair's Blair shack. Blair was already locked up. In- Blair was locked up because yeah. he trashed the, the radio. Yes. Because he's freaking <clears throat> yes. the fuck out. Yep. Uh, and you, they go up and they look and he has this giant noose next to him. And then he's like, I'm fine. I'm ready to come back out. I'm fine yeah. now. Yes. I'm fine. At that point, like you're sitting in front of a noose and trying to tell them that you're fine. Like, I don't fucking right. buy that. At that point, he's changed. Like, Fuchs dying... Fuchs, Norris, and Blair, I think, are about the same time. Or Blair maybe got changed a little bit before. Yeah. Uh, but And then that's it. Then Blair does a lot of work. So, Wh- yeah, right. so you Wh- think that whether- whole time Blair is the thing when he's trying to tell them that he's okay? N- no, when he's trying no. to tell me he's okay, I think he is. When they originally yes. when they him drag up, him out he there. Is not. He's not, right? yeah. okay. He is not. He is not. So he gets attacked when he's out there. Yes, so 100%, because he's, yeah. he's vulnerable. They, like, trank him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then when he's locked up there at some point, it might be, who do you think it was, Palmer? Palmer. It had Palmer. to be Palmer, okay. Palmer was the only yeah. one who was the thing. Yes. And at the okay. end, Charles might be a thing. I'm not sure. I try to look at the jacket is what I try to focus on. Because ja- to look at the jacket that uh, Charles is wearing before they see him, because we get that shot of just the door open that he was supposed to be watching and then they see Childs run out into the night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like uh, which, all which, like drunk yeah. and like maybe Which he's, leads like, me to believe like something. that's weird that he's not, I don't know, maybe he was infected he's or something like that. Like and he, he was in, infected and so yeah, like, like he doesn't want to see over. the other guys see him changing or something. Maybe. Yeah. Because that is the thing about the thing that can fuck that I don't necessarily understand, but we know, I kind of know to be true. Yeah. Is that if you are infected, then obviously your clothes are fine. But if you are, uh, taken, um, and infected, like very physically. Yeah. Or, uh, or brought into a person. That's a thing, a thing. That's a thing. Like then your clothes are fucked up. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know, I, and I don't. Like I don't know two, if you can do level. it also and split. Like if they can take you into themselves and then split in two, or just like destroy your clothes and like get all inside of you and infect you, but leave you be without absorbing you. I'm not sure about that because yeah. also the thing that they get at the Norwegian outpost has like two faces like coming apart. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I don't understand. I don't totally yeah. understand. I think it's that's splitting. Yeah. You yeah, know, I it's think like maybe half it of is. that might have been the original guy, and the other half is the imitation yeah. that's starting to take place. Yeah, I don't know. It's well, okay, so um, so sorry yeah. that was long. <clears throat> no, 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 it's okay. Yeah, I mean, that was helpful. It, it's um, I, I like your little diagram there in the movie. Um, basically, the the 2011 thing. So the movie ends that yeah, that there is this like final showdown. I do I do like that how it happens underground. To me, it's like a real like the, the cast has descended into hell at that point. It's mm-hmm. very red and hellish, and there's gl- red glowing. Who's left? It's Mac and it's Mac, not Nalls. It is no, Nalls. it is, is Nalls. It Nalls? It's Nalls. Okay, it's Nalls, Mac, Nalls. and Childs. Childs, Childs ran off. It's, Childs it's is Cooper. Out, Cooper, Mac, yes, and Nils right. are Cooper. in the basement. So Cooper's in there. And Childs and is upstairs washing the door. Doctor Blair at this point is like the last like version of the thing. He's been creating mm-hmm. a spaceship underneath all of them. So he goes and gets to Cooper and like puts his hand in his face and and then like Mac is just he's such a good protagonist because it's like there's no like anybody there. 
Hello? He, he he realizes in fucking two seconds when he's like, all good? Yeah, no like, response. No, he just knows. Like, hey, he didn't respond. It's good. Yeah. So he lights the light and the dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then it's like we see the finally turns into just this crazy amalgamation of people. And it's like the most intense the thing looks the whole time. And Kurt Russell has his whatever one-liner. She's like, yeah, see you around. <laughs> whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. he says, he throws the dynamite in him, blows it up. He explodes. And then he finds Childs. And it's just it, Kurt Russell has been typically just suspicious of everyone the whole movie and he's just like what the hell were you child so it's just those two so it's just those two and this is one of my all-time favorite endings of any movie ever yeah. Well, yeah saw blair run the snow try yes. chase after tra- trace after and i got him. lost right yeah yeah so he's kind of child is kind of giving this whole like eh, you know kind of lukewarm like yeah i'm all right and so and and child's knows that jack nicholson is uh, isn't sure if he's the thing or not and it's these <laughs> kurt, two, russell. Kurt, kurt russell kurt russell right so they're just there and they're just fucking it's the two of them who knows who it is and he just goes like, it gives him the whiskey, takes a sip of it. And he's like, "So what do we do?" And he goes, "Well, why don't we just wait here a while? Why don't we just wait here for a little while and just see what happens? And see yeah. what happens. And, and it ends. Sipping whiskey and it ends. Yeah. And it's Amazing. like you know that there's the fire from the thing, so you know that they're not. They they allude earlier in the movie that if you stay outside more than whatever, you're gonna freeze to death. It's yeah. Good. And Kurt also by this point is like a fucking snowman. Yeah. He's like, if we get any surprises like we're gonna for each other, I don't whatever. think we're in any state to deal with it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just kind of it's just an accepting. It's just like an apocalyptic. When we die out here, it's like maybe he's better that way. Right. Maybe he's better that we do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Kurt, so, Kurt Russell just doesn't want the thing to escape at that point. Yeah. It, if it's one of us, then we're going to fucking die here. The whole yeah. thing is they don't want it to go out and infect the world. So it's this very gonna, dark, ap- apocalyptic ending, ambiguous, fucking incredible. Because there are tons of arguments for Mac being the thing, too. At the I, end, I was going to ask I don't you. agree with. A? You know, because he kills that. You know, he kills the thing. Maybe I'm like overthinking you know? this, but a at this point, do you think Childs or Mac are the thing? I truly don't. The only thing that really does get me is him giving him the whiskey, and why? and the inexplicable you idea that, but why? of him leaving his post and running away. We don't he know what happened. He said he went to go follow after. We somebody, don't know. But we who knows? We can't account. He was just lost. We for, cannot account for that yeah. time. Or what's real with that? No. Because it's very strange. Because he said, no matter what, you stay here. If anyone else tries to come in, you fucking kill them. If Blair tries to come in here, you kill him. Yeah. And he he just leaves. He just runs out into the, the snow. Yeah. Chasing after Blair. It seems awfully fishy. But but that that is what really gets me because the, the, the whiskey does get me. Well, what? Okay. Because it seems so symbolic. Like, because of for the movie to start like that, and and then end like that it has to mean something full circle in a way it has to yeah right now like, do... like he admits defeat and he and he, whiskey's a computer why would he not do the same he's doing the same to, to end the film yep as a concede of defeat but they're alone together in the dark so yeah. that's perfect atmosphere for the thing to strike that he gives up would either of them not know is there any way that either of them would not know that they're infected at this point maybe because i don't think norris knew he was infected okay because if norris if norris was just infected the whole time he would just be he wouldn't he would just stay in the cut instead of like having a heart attack and dying and being the thing yeah and having to make that whole scene it would be better to lay in the cut 
and try to influence and like destroy the party. Mm-hmm. You know, try to get away. Yeah. try to get to civilization. Yeah. Try to plot. Try to help. Yeah, move this long. He could know just, what was going to happen. It's just a beautiful ending, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just you don't know, and they're accepting it, and they know that they need to die no matter what to stop this thing from spreading yeah. and they're gonna watch each other and there's yeah. so you can Until scour the internet there, there's tons of theories that argue all kinds of different things one thing that i found that you like is a theory about the carpenters the thing that reveals that the whole movie was a chess match um yeah. so uh, so basically it's like at the end of the movie it, there's there's no more checkmates to go there there's um there's basically there's no pieces left on the board we're down to two kings uh, McGreedy and Childs. Neither player can make a move, and so the game essentially reaches a stalemate and ends. Um, but so the the question remains. So the game ends like that. But the question remains: Who's human? So there's so many fucking different theories. I'll I'll but, touch but, on just a but, couple I mean, of them. The original game ends with the computer checkmating him, though. You know what I mean? It's not a stalemate when he's facing the computer at the beginning. Which I feel like is no the computer un- is, wins yeah the, the computer beginning. wins exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what but I'm saying which is why it's unfair to make uh for the whiskey thing to to attach those two to the it, it would should be the same thing you know where like it, that would mean childs is the thing if that is the symbolism that we're going for that we're attaching it to well so okay so there's mm-hmm. a couple things so he get, he gives him the whiskey um it's possible that. Um, this is gasoline in the whiskey that he gives him as a theory, and that he that uh w- when he drinks it, he goes uh, th- there's so he doesn't spit it out. Yeah. Ennio and- Morricone's theme for the thing starts the second that Childs puts the li- the bottle to his lips, mm-hmm. and then after watching Childs take a drink, Magritte lets out a small chuckle. It's all it, so it's either that Childs unknowingly drank gasoline, and so he's right, or it's just kind of or not. Uh-huh, <laughs> you here, know? We, here we are, right? Yeah, we're um, both fucked. But but they know that either way they're like they said they're both unable to to fight anyway. So another theory is that brought that people think because of 2011 thing is that the the creature cannot replicate uh, material objects right. And you see in the end that uh, Keith David's character, a child, still has an earring. That would if if going by that theory, that would mean that he is a human mm-hmm. and that the thing was not able to replicate an earring. But it's pretty easy to punch an earring through your flesh, like if you. If you're a perfect sure. replication yeah. and you know who you are, you know you have an earring, and you're right through there. You're like we were just, thing. who cares? Like yeah. we were just you know, flushing that, out. I, I, that, that is a weak theory to yeah, me. Yeah, that, that is a thing about the second one for what they display is that that I think is it's know, it's lame. stupid. Like you're pretty amorphous when you're the it's thing. You can like, like really kind of do what you want. With here's your body. an obvious rule. There's you know? no kind yeah. of guessing. Like if you want to put it. a, you want to pierce your ear, then. Who's fucking stopping right. you? You know, yeah. you're yeah. The, you're the goddamn thing. You barely even feel it. And so the last thing here is there is a quote from Carpenter at the end, but that some people still dismiss as kind of uh, flimsy. Is uh, Carpenter has said that he never understood where all the confusion came from. The last frame of the thing is Kurt Russell and Keith David staring each other, uh, staring each other down, harshly backlit. It's completely glaringly obvious that Kurt Russell is breathing and Keith David is not. That's pretty wow. weak. <laughs> I don't know if you can go Okay, that. well, first of all, why would you give it away so hard like that? No, like, okay, fucking, that, that wasn't like, really that, that was not sorry, that wasn't a quote, a direct quote. That oh, is so okay. and I know that I just said that it was. <laughs> yeah. This is this is this is going by a Redditor that claims that he has a friend who once had the chance to discuss the thing. Oh with fuck Carpenter. off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no. No. So 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 no, what do I you don't trust Reddit with anything? So what do you guys what's the verdict? What do you guys think ultimately? I 
I don't know. I I think maybe. If anything, I do. I guess I think Childs is the thing. Okay. Um. He, I feel like it, it doesn't he matter. Doesn't want, he just wants to freeze right. and not die. He must well act human and drink with him. Maybe Kurt Russell does now, and yeah. is gonna kill him. But uh, he he just wants to be found. If because that's what they say at the end, yes. he wants to be found. He it wants can, to freeze yeah. and, and be, found. be found and have them take him back. Yeah. And it's so inex- inexplicable for what Childs did after he was told. And even if he did act that way, I can't. We cannot account for that time uh, in any appropriate way. Like we can kind of account for the time of everyone else. Yeah, in, right. the, in the film, it it's, would it's surprise a real me if, space. if Kurt Russell was but like yeah. i said he could yeah. be like infected and not know about maybe, it. maybe. you know yeah is is there the virus element to it i don't know i think i think russell is really bad down the hatches and i do not believe yeah. like he is i mean of, he just of, had the standoff of all, of all people who have existed in in this movie he is 100% on board of, about trying to be safe and stop yeah. this from happening. I do yeah. not believe I think that Kurt that Russell thing. is definitely not the thing. And I got to go. I'm thinking that I, I think that Childs is all is the thing. I think that it. I, I partially buy into this theory that that whiskey is a Molotov cocktail and that it's actually oh, gasoline. I like that. Because he's from, ma- from Kurt Russell the, is making chuckle. Molotov cocktails. Yeah. He gives it to him. He drinks it. You hear him chuckle. The second he puts it to his was, mouth, they, get, they cue the music. L- was Mac some, drinking th- it? They're standing. Matt, they, according to this theory, the checkmate theory, you never see Kurt Russell drink it. You see him hand it to him and him take a sip. At he the chuckles. End. The okay. music starts. Movie ends. In gotcha. the last... Uh, t- it, in the last battle downstairs, it's uh the TNT pusher, and right. then two uh Molotov cocktails that we didn't see him make, but they're sitting there. Two mm. bottles with uh, are they the things same like kind of whiskey? They are green bottles. Well, here and if it, I cannot say if they're if, so. Look, what, if it goes back to what are, you s- but but it's when we watch the scene, it's just the the uh, detonator. Right. That goes down the bottle. Well, either way, so it's I, whether you don't see, see it that. or not. So th- it's pretty possible that I, though, that those are. I never really thought about it like that, that way, but that is very possible because those I didn't come up with that theory. This is the checkmate or something. That, last that is scene. a great theory. I just that came up you with that theory. And the last scene, they're they're, they're there. Appreciate them. They're there. Look, they're there. But look, I think there's something to this bottle of whiskey. It's not just there because he's an alcoholic. And like you said, look, he he defeats quote unquote his opponent. By but, just by, by cheating time, it's not and just pouring by pouring the whiskey but in the computer. But it's it because this time because he knows that he like he won like or he knows or right. And like th- but this it's almost it's like but it's you know it's bookending it with this whiskey. Mm. So mm. I I think that he that he rightfully knows that it was him. I think the thing was is, is too was too good and quickly spreading to just let one unaccounted for person escape like Childs. I think every time somebody goes off on their own, they they get fucked. Yeah. I don't think Childs is the exception. I think that he is the thing. And whether he dies yeah. or they both die, so I, that's my personal opinion. Um, the last thing here is that they called it. Um, this is like regarded as John Carpenter considers this to be part of his Apocalypse trilogy, which is made of three movies: the The Thing, Prince of Darkness, and In the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. In the Mouth of Madness is very very similar. Uh, I have practical facts. I haven't seen it. Love that movie. It's I haven't good. seen it's it. It's a good movie. It's, dude. it's off the wall. Sam Neill. Crazy. Killing did it on a little Halloween uh, movie night last oh, yeah. year. Okay. 
Good times. Yeah, you should watch it. I recommend it, Mouth yeah. Madness. Do you read Such a Kane? It's supposed to yeah. be about mm. Stephen King. Yeah. And the crazy yeah. fans that follow him. And some meta, oh, that, meta okay. shit. And then this yeah. guy just like ends up in this town wake being written watched, in game. real time right. by the author who's okay. just this like evil. But so if this is an apocalypse, you know, if he calls it apocalypse trilogy, I think that there is something to that he's giving way to some kind of like yes that there is a, this alien is not destroyed there is whether Kurt Russell destroys him or and not there's still be. very much a threat if of child the thing is the world. unless he he's not doing anything about it so right. they're both freezing to Kurt death. Russell even said there's nothing we can do so at this so. point what I'm seeing play out is that the both of them freeze to death probably and um and then, so somebody finds it, and there it goes again. Right. You know? It's not, I don't think it's squashed. Right. Terminating. You know? They both freeze, but one is also the so thing. So if Childs right. is the thing, it's mm. he's not dead. Kurt Russell says that there. If, right. if you are, there's nothing I can do about it right. now. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. give him a Molotov cocktail. Give but, him some whiskey, and then fucking... Will that kill him? If he if if Kurt Russell throws a fucking lighter at him or something, sure. but who knows? The, the movie ended. Didn't happen. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, so another Love ambiguous it. snowy isolation movie brought to an indecisive conclusion on Dead Last Podcast. Yeah, I think that cuts it up for us. This yeah. is probably our most intellectual podcast. It wasn't very funny, but we did talk about a lot no, of crazy well, shit. There's a lot of uh, theories to get into with both. These are both uh, deceivingly complex movies, and they're both masterpieces of horror. Amen. Yeah. So final uh, ratings. I'll go first. This is again a ten out of ten for me. Yes, ten out of ten. Flawless. For me. I Can't beat it. One of the best. Um, um, actually, so no, I, excuse <laughs> me. I'm giving it a nine point nine. Fucker. Uh, uh, it's, never be on again. It's the best. No, the, I mean it's it's up there. I'd I'd be remiss not dude, to you say you ten out of ten. A plus yeah. acting. The the yeah. best. Like one like, like liner. It might have been the yeah. best. Like practical special effects that we've ever seen in our whole lives yeah, yeah. ever have seen ever. gold standard yeah. like gold it, standard. it's it like it, try to try to fuck with it yeah, yeah. We, we, I do, if anyone out there can tell me uh better and more creative and challenging practical effects that, that happened than in the thing get at me bro like like please let me know parkas uh, have never been scarier they tried to bring back the parker with urban legend it didn't work this is one of the coolest posters ever it's just like fucking outline silhouette of a person um oh yeah it's great the iconic silhouette of a person with a parka crazy light coming out of his face there's like fragmented yeah the the uh anonymity of someone in a parka like you don't know know, who the person who made this poster had never seen the movie and made it in one night really it's perfect for the theme the entire one of the most iconic posters ever it's It's reflected in it it's yep. great simplicity is uh and also game. yeah play the yep. new uh the new thing board game if you want to play with me there you go. Uh, to... please reach out to Brandon valley on facebook and we'll play the game you can come over yeah um let's see you're a creep stalker then go to luke's house come on over i've got um uh the the K- keepers of Catan. he's got yeah he's got sorry and don't wake daddy <laughs> don't make daddy yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i don't make daddy. which is also Most a lot trap. like the thing yeah in a way i uh, yeah uh, but this is great. Thank you for coming, absolutely, uh, Mr. Ryan Flaherty. This is great. Uh, like uh, like I said, long time fan. I've listened to pretty much every episode, and uh, it's great to finally be here with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Sweet point. Great uh, to have you, sweetheart. I'd also like like to thank my other guest, Luke Beeman. Right on. Thank you. Thank you for being a time. guest. Um, yeah, I want to thank everyone for listening to my last episode. Yeah, he was doing good until he made that cool joke, and then announced his last episode. Well, so. 
I do appreciate um, oh, let's, not, so let's not bring that up again yeah I appreciate everyone supporting me so far and I guess that's all I really have to say yeah Mamba well, out yeah so this has been fun uh, Luke uh, Luke does does a bad acapella uh, Ennio Morricone I feel like that we're gonna look back as that of one of the all time classic intros Master of the show, but time will tell I mean Africa was good Right on. Everyone loved the ad, the the Africa one. That yeah. Now we'll I see it. who did it. But okay. it was fine. Whoever did that acapella it was, was pretty well. cool. It was done well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I yeah. would begrudge you that. You'd hear keys drop in the middle of it. Right. Ooh. If you Sketchy. listen, if you listen yeah. closely. Well, we leave we well, leave behind a lot of uh, clues in our, yeah, yeah, in our ever going puzzle that is this podcast. The breadcrumb trail uh, of Dead Last Podcast. You're gonna want to edit this out for sure. Yeah, we'll edit this. This part will definitely be edited out. Hell yeah, dude. We'll make this a much uh, more succinct outro. We'll edit this out and uh Yeah, that's cool. Uh and us. if you're listening if you can hear this, then you're listening to the director's cut and you should shouldn't be hearing it. You should turn it off and go yeah, to try and reload the then link. Then you owe us money on Patreon <laughs> if you can hear this. Yes. You're hearing the uncut content. 100%. Uh, but thank you for listening. Rate us on iTunes. It's very important to us. And uh, come support my comedy and support uh, Le Special, the band, and support Ryan Flaherty. Uh, if I could plug uh, Paradise Rock Club and Bright Music Hall, yeah, come buddy. out and see some baby shows, yeah, and baby. Yeah, buddy. And tip your bartender. Very good. Tip me. Don't tip any of the other bartenders. Mm. They're scum. Tip the sluttiest looking one. You'll know yeah, who that's it me. is. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. And if right. you have a cool horror movie shirt on, I will comment on it, <laughs> and I will give you nothing for free, but I will be nicer to you than everybody else. There and that's go. all you can ask, baby. And that's right. life. And that's it. Have a good night, everybody. Good Thank night. you. Goodbye. Bye. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Dead last. Go on, get me out of here. Get me out. Get me out, goddamn. I'm all right now. now. I'm all right now. I'm all better now. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh my god. You're as